The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Pondering what to talk about today. I, I don't know. Is there anything going on? <laughs> Nothing to talk about. Anyway, good morning and welcome to the show. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us here on Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, rain or shine, we're here. That's right, we're here all the time at WPG. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio at any time during the course of the show if you want to call in. And we do get a lot of people calling in, so, um, you know. Get in line. 609-407-1450 is the number. And I've often said to you, oh, by the way, I forgot, Jeff Van Drew, our congressman, Republican congressman Jeff Van Drew at 1130 this morning. It'll be nonstop with the, the congressman, so stick around for that. We have a few things to talk about with him as well, like what's going on with the speaker situation. Jeez, they can't get it right, can they? Uh, I've often said that, you know, you send me emails and I get a lot of them during the week and I respond to all of them. But sometimes people send me emails and I think, you know, maybe I should talk about this. And that was the case this week. And I'll tell you in a moment. But uh, so when you when you do send me an email, you know, feel free to, to talk about anything. And the email address is jdadv1 at comcast.net. That's jdadv1 at comcast.net. And like I said, you never know. We may bring it up on the show and or we may comment on your email. So it really send it when, whatever you have, whatever you think. Just send it and, and don't censor it or edit it or whatever. I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> 609-407-1450. That's our number here in the studio. And again, Jeff Van Drew at 1130 this morning. So I was uh, thinking and, and I was pondering yesterday what I was going to lead off with. And John, that's another John, he sent me an email and it was pretty pointed and pretty right on the spot. And I thought, you know, I think I should comment on this. And, you know, he was talking about the speaker fiasco and what's going on. I was going to start with the circus came to town and it's called Congress. But, well, that's another story. Uh, or the old Abbott and Costello line, who's on first? Uh, who's the speaker today? You know, so, uh, but I, I wanted to kind of go back because it started with Kevin McCarthy and he barely got in and he lasted all of 10 months. Then he was ousted. Yeah, <clears throat> then uh, we had Steve, Col Steve Scalise and well, he didn't have enough votes. And then the final straw, at least for now, is Jim Jordan. And it looks like he's not going to get it. So do you sense a common theme in all of this? 
So it's McCarthy to Scalise to Jordan. Common theme. Yeah, nobody's going to get, none of those are going to get it. Didn't have enough votes. So, and then, of course, Jordan, he doesn't look like he's going to get it. So now they got to start all over again. Do you sense, and this is what John's point was, do you sense a common theme in all of this other than a dysfunctional Republican Party? I mean, these guys are running for president next year, okay? All right, Donald Trump is going to run. But don't you think it's important to be united? I do. And I thought about this, and, and John mentioned this as well, that anyone associated with or partial to or having anything positive to say about Donald Trump will not get Speaker of the House. Is this the Trump derangement syndrome all over again? I mean, it's Trump backlash, possibly, once again. So they are hell-bent on Anything Trump, anything the Washington liberal, whatever, uh, rhino Republicans, whatever you want to call them, any name you want to call them, they are just bent on stopping Donald Trump. Why would they go through all this and not elect the Speaker? And, of course, the House, the government essentially is stopped without a Speaker. So this is the third time in less than a year. And that's never happened in the history of this country. Maybe once a speaker was, maybe they took a couple of votes, but this has never, never happened. And three times? So, like I said before, instead of a united front, which I've talked about many times, we have a dysfunctional party, and they better get the function back into the party and quick. And where will this lead us? Hopefully, hopefully, it won't affect the outcome of the 2024 election, but it's possible. I, I just don't know. I do not know where this is going. And speaking of candidates for the Republican Party, uh, we're talking about finances here. Just a, a side note. It appears that Donald Trump has it locked up financially. Uh, the others, uh, according to reports, Mike Pence is broke. <laughs> oh, that's not all Mike Pence is, but he never, I, I mean, I don't think he ever had a shot. Ron DeSantis is laying people off. I thought he would be a formidable opponent. Turns out, no. Tim Scott doesn't have much either. Uh, same for Nikki Haley. So it appears from all angles that this is Trump's nomination to lose. And we'll see what all these trials are. That's another story, and we'll talk about uh, one of the uh, 
one of the participants in the election fraud case later on in the show. But the whole situation is this is a dysfunctional, dysfunctional Republican Party. And they better get the function back back into it before too long. Because the election is a little more than a year away and there's nothing worse for a party than dysfunction. And, you know, on the other side of the coin, uh, Biden is swimming with money. I mean, he's got so much, it, 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 it isn't even funny. I mean, Trump has a lot, but, but Biden, whoa, it's off the charts. So they're going to be fighting this. And I don't, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, when it comes to voting, people say, oh, Biden, Biden, he's all right. And when they get into that booth, they say, well, I don't know, he's, he's all right. And they pull the Biden lever. So we got we to gotta fight that. That's, that's, the, that's the crux of this issue. That this is an election, in my opinion, and a lot of you have said that, this is the future of the country. Could you see another four years of Biden? I mean, stop and think about it. Where will we be going? I mean, other than down the tubes. So that's my talk talk on this. And I, I, I hope I hope that the Republicans get their act together. And with that, we bring in the one and only Liberty and Prosperity spokesperson and and so on and so forth, Seth Grossman. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Seth. Uh, well, thank you. And of course, uh, every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30, Liberty and Prosperity meets at Sal's Cafe in Summers Point, Route 9 in Groveland Avenue. Uh, we have our libertyandprosperity.com website. I've returned from Duke University. A lot of new stuff is posted and if you like what you see, uh, please share it by hitting the Facebook icon to share it on your, uh, with your Facebook friends. Uh, if you do X or Twitter, we have a Twitter icon. Uh, click that and share it with your friends on Twitter. And even if you don't do Twitter, when you click Twitter, it puts the link to the article in a way that you could copy and paste it on any format. And, of course, we always welcome your support uh, financial support so we could pe- you know, keep writing checks to uh, talk with a purpose and, and stay on the air every week, uh, which is important to us. All right. Well, I guess the, 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 the dysfunction, it's amazing how you and so many others uh, talk about, oh, it's horrible. The Republicans have such dysfunction. And, and nobody even mentions that perhaps Donald Trump may be the cause of the d- dysfunction. Um, you know, it's, it's everybody's, everybody's fault but, but his. But let's, let's go to this fight over the speaker. You know, it, it's just a, a matter of fundamental ignorance or lack of information by so many people. And Rush Limbaugh used to call it the low-information voters. And it's easy to understand why there are so many low-information voters because if you listen to Fox News and Newsmax – and you don't get news from any other source, you're going to be a low-information voter. People are under the impression that, oh, the, the liberal media tells you all these lies, but you're going to get the truth from Fox News and Newsmax. And I, I hear people listening in their house. It's like, a, like something out of George Orwell, you know, 
morning, noon, and night, the TV's on, people listening to Fox News. Uh, and, and what are they learning? Uh, well, obviously not how government works. Uh, and basically, there are two elements of government at the state or federal level. You have the executive branch. That's the president. He's the one who gives the orders and runs the departments and hires all the people. And then there's the legislature. They're the ones who make the laws and appropriate the money. Now, when you have an executive, you want a strong leader to hire people who agree with what you want to do and put them in office so that when the president makes a speech, he doesn't just make a speech, but there are actually employees who are going to do the things that the president says he wants. Um, when, when you get to the legislature, it's something completely different. Uh, you need a majority. And in the House of Representatives, there, there are 435 members. You have 222 Republicans, and you have 213 Democrats. A majority is 218. So uh, Republicans can't get anything done unless they get a majority vote. And, you know, there's a, a saying that you and I knew growing up, a chain is as strong as its weakest link. Or if you're into uh, the Navy, a convoy is as fast as its slowest ship, right? That, that, does that make sense? Yes. So, so that's how Kevin McCarthy got appointed speaker in the first place, because of the, 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 the uh, 222 Republicans you had about 10 who were in safe Republican districts, so they could say Trump, Trump, Trump as much as they wanted, and they would get reelected. And then you have about 20 or 25 Republicans in Democrat districts who they got to be very careful or what they say. And if they would say Trump, 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 they would get voted out of office in the next election. So you have to steer this ship with this. And, and by the way, the Republicans only had a majority of five. So if just five of them either lose the next election or five don't go the right way, that's the end of your majority. And, and so what you had is you had this Matt Gates in Florida uh, says, I want Trump, Trump, Trump. I want MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. Uh, and, and, and then he would actually send fundraising letters and emails because I get them insulting and lying about the 20 who do not agree with him on everything. So it's common sense that if you insult people and attack people and then say, by the way, I want you to vote for the person I want, it's not going to happen. So that's why you have this stalemate. It was totally unnecessary. And by the way, if you want to have uh, people say, well, we don't want rhinos. We don't want, uh, um, we don't want people who, who aren't with Trump 100%. Well, if that's the way you feel, uh, instead of having 222 Republicans in the House, you need 240 or 245, which is what you had when Trump came in office in 2016. Uh, you know, he started out with 241. Now we're down to 222. So do you think this mess is going to have more Republicans in Congress next year or less Republicans in Congress? I would, I would uh, say less. I would say less. <laughs> We'll let, we'll, we'll let Jeff Andrew uh, talk about that yeah. when he gets okay. there. Uh, me, meanwhile, of course, there's, there's other stuff going on. And, and the, the, the real danger is what's going on in Israel. And a lot of people, of course, are shocked at how much uh, support there is for Hamas uh, and, and for the Arabs uh, you know, in the uh, Gaza Strip.
So I think it's important to, to know the, uh, you know, so, so the basic propaganda that we have been fed. Uh, look what started everything. What started everything is that uh, Hamas, which has been running a Gaza, the Gaza uh, Strip next to Israel with two million Arabs, has spent the last 20 years indoctrinating a whole generation of Arabs living there. That they're poor, they're miserable, they have no future, and it's all the fault of the Jews. And if only they could kill the Jews and take over all of Israel, then they'll be perfectly happy. And that's been going on for, for 20 years now. Uh, so, and, and then what they've been doing, they've been stockpiling rockets and shooting those rockets into Israel anytime they wanted to. And, and this was where Israel made a big mistake. Uh, Israel thought that if they could just ignore these two million angry people who, who just, from the minute they're born, they're told you have to kill Jews, uh, and they're getting all these rockets, they thought that they could just have a wall and, and be on the other side of the wall and everything would be fine. And of course, it's not fine. And we forgot the lesson that America learned in 1962 when the, the communists put the rockets aimed at America in Cuba. Uh, we didn't wait for them to shoot the rockets. Uh, Kennedy did a blockade of Cuba and said, we're not going to allow those rockets to be there. You don't wait till somebody who hates you is able to kill you to, to, to decide you have a problem. So that's the big problem that uh, mistake that Israel made. A, a second thing we keep hearing at the top of the news, uh, the top story was, well, we're finally getting humanitarian aid into Gaza. Well, what's humanitarian aid mean? Well, it, it means that if you uh, are, are, a, are a government and you want to kill people uh, in a different country, if you go to war, uh, your soldiers are there to, to, to kill the enemy, but there's an inconvenient part of it. Uh, your women and children will suffer because, you know, the, the men who are killing the enemy, they're not growing food, they're not doing jobs, they're not doing anything productive. So wouldn't it be nice if you could have an army and you could kill the enemy, but you didn't have to worry about feeding your people? Well, don't the Arabs have a great deal here? They could spend every nickel they have on rockets and guns and explosives and bullets to kill Jews, but the Americans are going to feed your, your wives and your kids. I mean, how, how, how convenient is that? Uh, the, the other thing is you see the news is filled with, oh, the Jews are killing innocent Palestinian babies. Now, why is that? Well, we, we forget that, uh, that the Arabs and Hamas, they killed 1,400, they just went across the border and killed random Jews, every Jew they could find, 1,400. Uh, some were at a music festival, some were in their homes, some were getting up to go to work, some were in their synagogues, just random killing them. Israel is a country of about, uh, about uh, I guess, 9 million people. Uh, America is 30 times the, uh, the size of Israel. So it was like the, the Arabs have killed 34,000 Americans. How would Americans react? If, if 34 Americans were randomly killed by some by people in Mexico or people in Canada, we'd want to fight back, and we'd want to you know end uh, the you know just get get rid of the people who run a government that is doing this to us. But how can you fight them? Well, they're shooting at you. They're putting rockets out. They're they're sending assassination teams out. So you have to find them and you have to kill them. So what do the Arabs do? 
They set up all their rockets at schools. They have all their wives and their kids. They have them, you know, in their headquarters. So it's not possible to kill the enemy soldiers without killing some of the women and children that are around them. And there's a whole strategy. It's called asymmetrical warfare. So what's your choice? Your, your choice is, well, they kill you anytime they feel like it. If you try to kill them back with rockets, innocent people will get killed. Uh, and, uh, and then you're the bad guy and the world's going to hate you and want to destroy your country. Uh, or if you invade them with soldiers, uh, you'll have idiots like that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy say, oh, that would be a disaster if Israel would, uh, would invade Gaza. And basically, there's, there's a lot of talk that the reason Biden went to Israel uh, was to, behind the scenes, tell them not to invade Gaza. But this is not just an Israeli thing. Uh, I mean, right now, we, we, after we were attacked on September uh, 11, 2001, what was our reaction to being attacked by an enemy who said we wanted, they wanted to destroy us? We took in 4 million <clears throat> so-called refugees from the countries that were attacking us. And now they're living here, and now they're voting, and now they're demonstrating, and they're doing all these things. So it's not just a, uh, uh, you know, an Israel thing. This is a worldwide thing. And by the way, the only world leader who said that was Georgia Maloney of Italy. Said, <laughs> said they're after all of us. You know, the Jews are just the first ones to get hit. And it's a shame that we don't have more world leaders saying stuff like that. Wow. I'm just I'm just taking it all in of what you just said, and and it's really it's it's really a shame, you know. And, and, and of course, the long strategy, and, and this is the part we're not even allowed to talk about. We can't even mention the word replacement. But 30 years ago, top Muslim leaders, uh, the militant Muslims, and when when you talk about Muslim or Islam, uh, most of the Islamic world is peaceful, but you happen to have three very militant sects. S-E-C-T-S, uh, -E uh, or, or, or parts of the Islamic world, and they're the Wahhabi radicals of Saudi Arabia, the Deoband school in India, which basically trained Pakistan and the, uh, uh, and the Taliban, and the third one, of course, are the mullahs of Iran. They have made this long-term war against Judeo-Christian Western civilization, and they announced openly how they're going to do it get married, have each uh, Islamic family, have 10 children. Don't worry about how you're going to feed them. You know, the, uh, the non-believers, the non they'll feed them. And, and then when you can't, uh, not enough room in your own country, move to Germany, move to Italy, move to France, move to the United States, take over Israel, and we will be running the world. And unless we confront that, we're going to have a big problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> now that I cheer you up on the Saturday Yeah, night. yeah, that, that's really good news, huh, Seth? <laughs> yeah, by the way, one other thing I, I do want to bring up, and this is local. Uh, I went to a wedding in uh, New York, and as I'm driving up the, the parkway, uh, the top story in New York was this horrible crime that happened in New York. You had a 30-year-old uh, young woman uh, working uh, in New York, and she's getting out of the subway, at 5th Avenue and 52nd Street, which about is, by Madison Avenue, about as um, you know, upscale as, as you could get. And as she's coming out, uh, an angry male, and of course you can't mention race anymore, it's not in this story, but if you look at the photo, you know what it is. For no reason at all, 
just smashes her head against uh, the train as it's leaving. She falls into the track. Now she's fighting for her life with uh, uh, serious brain damage, and she'll never have a normal life. Just a normal woman, you know, just in New York going to work. And uh, then the police found the guy who did it the next day, Sabir Jones. And Sabir Jones lived in Newark, 39 years old, had at least 40 criminal cases during the past seven years, including weapons possessions, drug assault, sex crime, uh, domestic violence. And he's out on the street, homeless. Uh, and, and it's a direct result of the New Jersey bail reform that we started in 2015. We are not locking up criminals, people who are dangerous, and you never know when you're going to run into them. Uh, by the way, before he uh, attacked that woman for no reason, he just punched a 26-year-old guy in the face just because uh, just he was there. So you have that thing that we're not locking up these criminals, but what you also have is you have this hatred by a group of Americans against other Americans, but yet when you look at the statistics, that will never show up as a hate crime. But what does show up as a hate crime? In Chicago, you had a, 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 you know, a horrible tragedy. You had an argument between a landlord and a tenant. And uh, the tenant threatened the landlord, or the landlord threatened the tenant. There was a, a, a confrontation, and the landlord went nuts. A 72-year-old guy called Joseph uh, Chuba. And he's not Jewish, not Israeli, 71 years old. Uh, and he took out a knife and he started stabbing the, the, the mom, uh, the tenant, and, and, the, and the kid, and the kid died. Because the kid was, they were Palestinians, they're calling it national news, it's a hate crime. And, and they're talking about how only hate crimes seem to happen when certain people are victims, but never uh, a hate crime like the poor woman uh, who was, whose life was ruined in that subway. So that stuff's uh, going on. and. Uh, the, the, the rally uh, that we talked about in, uh, uh, to support Israel that was held last Tuesday, it turned out sort of how I thought it would be. No Republicans were invited, only Democrats were invited. Um, the, there, were, there were three good speakers there, uh, Victoria Ney of the uh, Margate Community Church, David Weiss of uh, Beth Israel, Kaleem Shabazz, Shabazz of Atlantic City, gave a very appropriate speech, but the rest of it, um, all political, and that's all posted uh, in our libertyandprosperity.com website. And it's about time to go to the meeting starting from 9.30 to 10.30 at uh, Sal's Cafe. And you, if you hurry, you'll be on time. <laughs> I might. All right. Okay. Thanks. Have a great week. You too. Seth Grossman, libertyandprosperity.com is the website. And, of course, the meeting starts at 9.30 if you want to head over there. Talk with a purpose is the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We'll get started with the calls. John, Bob, and Andy, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Coming back and getting started after these words. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlantic County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlantic County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, 
charges and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlanta County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose, and we're going to get started with calls. Let's get started with John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Yes, good morning. I can't see how LBJ's a great society with its determination to aid African-American women with money and all kind of help, provided there was no man in the house. I, I can't see how that did any good for African-American people. But, hey, what do I know? I'm just a maggot deplorable, you know. <laughs> I want to bring up, right, I want to bring up uh, the atomic bombs again because there's something I didn't mention last week and also Winston Churchill. Now, uh, Japan's an island, and just like America, most of their metropolises are built on waterways, and population centers are built on waterways. Now, Hiroshima is on an inland sea called Sito, and also um, Nagasaki's on a, 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 long, a long bay with a large harbor. Now, you could move uh, naval the installations there, but uh, there is no there is no evidence that significant uh, naval installations were moved there. But if you're going to go ahead and just say no, no, they were moved there because the Japanese thought that well, if we move it to large civilian populated populated centers or cities, then the Americans won't drop the atomic bombs or drop or bomb us. But that doesn't quite work out when you consider that Tokyo, which had the largest civilian population in Japan, it still does were bombed to smithereens and 100,000 people were murdered, or not murdered, well, killed. It was war, okay? I, 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 forgive me. It was war. A lot of stuff that was done had to be done. You know, they bombed Pearl Harbor, and we had to, we had to retaliate. There was, we had to use a strong arm against them. We were, they were fanatic as, they were as fanatic as anything that came out of Nazi Germany. However, that idea that the, the Japanese spirit that the, or thought that we wouldn't bomb civilian population, that's, that's out the window when you consider that Tokyo was bombed. A million people were left homeless as the resulting of the bombing of Japan. It was actually um, Curtis LeMay who said that Japan was already on its knees. It was Hap Arnold, and these are men that uh, ran the, uh, the Air Force over in the Pacific uh, theater of the war. Also, MacArthur and Eisenhower said that it was not necessary. But anyway, I, I want to get on to Winston Churchill now. Uh, there was Prince Edward. Now, Prince Edward was forced to abdicate because supposedly uh, he was 
told not he couldn't ascend to the throne of England because he was married to a twice divorcee named Wallace Simpson. But there's men that did far worse things than, than that that ascended to, to the throne in Britain. Actually, he was to, he was told to step down because he was forging as a prince. He was forging an alliance with Adolf Hitler, and uh, had he done that, all seventy Commonwealth countries would have been at the behest of National Socialist Germany. That's why he was told to step down. Now, putting Winston Churchill at the helm, that saved the Western world. So whatever whatever happened at Yalta, and Yalta was a big mistake, but you have to consider also that Russia played a, a significant role in taking down Nazi Germany. They sure did. They played probably two-thirds of the uh, effort to take down Nazi Germany was uh, carried out by, by Russia. Now, uh, I don't think you could have stopped Russia from taking Eastern Europe without going into World War III. So that's another story altogether. But uh, if you really want to, you know, cast blame, let's go back in time. Let's go back to uh, Leon Trotsky taking uh, billions of dollars in today's money of gold bullion from Wall Street financiers to finance the Bolshevik Revolution. Or we'll talk about the uh, American industrialists that helped uh, finance Adolf Hitler's war machine. It gave them patents and all kind of technology for warfare, for building uh, tanks and, and, and uh, ships and uh, planes and that. And also that uh, it was American industrialists. Um, I, mean, I don't have the names on hand, but there was many of them, many, that actually ate it and abetted Adolf Hitler's war machine. Actually, Prescott Bush, uh, put your hands over your ears if you're a Bush supporter. I'm not. But Prescott Bush was a pro-Nazi, and he was told that he was told to knock off his activities or else because once war broke out with Germany. But all that being said, there's a lot of irons in the fire. You just can't blame one group of people or one person for everything that happened. There's a lot of irons in the fire. There's a lot of people that were working for national socialism and Marxist socialism, they were against the, the, the Western world anyway. There, there's a lot of people that are not out looking out for we the people. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we can get uh, President Trump back in as far as um, Bobby Kennedy Jr. I, I think he's going to take votes from both sides. And, no, it's not fool's gold. I really think that there's a lot of independents that will vote for Bobby Kennedy Jr. And uh, I think he's going to take a lot of Dems with him, too. But, uh I, I, you know, I, I would not lose any sleep worrying about my country if Bobby Kennedy were elected to office, but I'm voting for President Trump. Thanks for letting me call in. All right, John, thanks for the call. Another history lesson from John. <laughs> but if you listen carefully, uh, makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I, I still say, you know, Israel should just just bomb Hamas and end it all. That's all. That That's it. And if those people, the innocent people, are, are, are casualties, that's the casualty of war, and that's it. I mean, they choose to live in that country, and if that's the consequences, I, I suppose. I mean, what, what is all this humanitarian stuff for, for Hamas and all? I, I don't understand it. You heard what Sonny Hostin said on The View. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, that that should be listed as a comedy show, you know? I'm digressing here. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Bob and then Andy after the break, and maybe you, 609-407-1450. Back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment, but we'll talk about some good stuff right now. Talking about B.F. Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you will find anywhere. And just to talk about, just for a moment, of how they are dedicated to quality. So I did my shopping yesterday instead of today because I got some somewhere to go today after the show. But I walked in and normally there's all kinds of 
cut watermelons available on the shelf. And I usually buy one of them. And I noticed they didn't have any. And there wasn't any watermelons anywhere. And I said, boy, that's unusual. Let me ask. And I asked. And they said, nah, not this week. The watermelons are not up to our standards. So, you know, what that tells you and what you should know for all situations is that BF Mazio is dedicated to quality. And that's why they are known as the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And, and do the test that I've done many times where I've said, well, I'm going to buy this at the supermarket. And I do. And it's not as good. So the question is, you know, when you buy it at BF Mazio, you know if it's on their shelf, it is good. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and online at bfmazio.com. And, of course, there's gift baskets, fruit baskets, baked goods, prepared foods. Boy, I'll tell you, they are expanding the prepared foods. I saw some dishes there, and the one thing that I get is the pasta salad with balsamic vinaigrette. I've never tasted anything like this. It is so good, and you may want to check that out for yourself. But, you know, I just mentioned a few things that I buy. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. Will they get best of the press? We'll see. We'll let you know real soon. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. The WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey today will have a mix of sun and clouds, a shower and spots in the morning, becoming windy with a high today 65, hardly cloudy windy tonight with a low 47. Clouds and sunshine for us tomorrow. Windy again. You might want to secure those holiday decorations this weekend. Otherwise, they're going to get blown around. The high tomorrow, 61. I'm AccuWeather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. Don't forget Jeff Van Drew, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, coming in at 1130 this morning here on Talk With a Purpose. We look forward to that. Uh, let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. I uh, wanted to talk about Matt Gates and the Republican circus that, that we see going on now. But I do have to respond to John's assertions regarding Churchill and what a great job Churchill did in saving Western civilization. Well, truth is here, the big winners of World War II and all the mess that that followed from that, the communist Chinese gaining a foothold in, in Asia, Korea, Vietnam, 
our bankruptcy because of military spending we had to do. It all goes back to to what decisions were that were made around 1940. Now, yes, yes, a horrible, murderous psychopath was defeated. However, the an even worse psychopath. Even worse murder was made the big winner of World War II, and the communist dictatorship in the Soviet Union was the big winner of World War II. And I have to remind John that the atrocity scorecard, when England, the United States, decided to get in bed with, with uh, Joseph Stalin, the atrocity scorecard around 1940 was... A couple hundred innocent victims killed by by the Nazi dictator versus 10 to 15 million, maybe even more innocent victims killed by Joseph Stalin. So that is is just, you know, and, and the reason that particularly in the United States that we went, got in bed with Joseph Stalin was because our government was loaded with communists and the, the 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 Soviet archives that became available in the late in the early 1990s under Boris Yeltsin, he he released all these archives. We had agents in the highest. The Soviets had agents in the highest levels of the U.S. government that helped formulate foreign policy. Uh, Alger Hiss being the most notable, but there were many many others in our State Department. A guy named Harry Dexter White was the number two man at Treasury, a Soviet agent, named in the Soviet cables as a Soviet agent. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent of that, but that's really the truth of World War II. We should have let the the two murderous psychopaths destroy each other. That's what we should have done. Herbert Hoover Hoover wrote a book. It was a 1,200-page book that was just published about 10 years ago. And that was his advice back then, and he was right. That's what we should have done. And we would have picked up the pieces, and we, the Western democracies would have been the big winners of World War II. But anyway, getting back to Matt Gates here. Okay, his, look, I don't think McCarthy should have been deposed. I didn't like McCarthy. But, but Matt Gates's motives, they weren't purely a personality conflict with, with McCarthy. Our government spending, 33, we're $33 trillion in debt. That was the big problem Gates had with McCarthy. And the point I want to make here is the hard, rock-solid conservatives, you want to call us MAGA conservatives, the labels are labels, fine. But the rock-solid conservatives... What we want, okay, what we want is a, is a government that is going to, going to stop the spending. We want limited government. We want more personal freedom and liberty, and we want lower taxes. And we don't want to get involved in every foreign war imaginable. That's what we want here. Uh, the, the, the bad faith that is shown by the rhinos was illustrated this week with Jim Jordan not getting elected. Yeah. Jim Jordan... Jim Jordan was a faithful ally of Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan did no, never stab McCarthy in the back. He helped get McCarthy elected. 
And when it came time for the, the moderate Republicans to show the same goodwill to Jim Jordan, what did they do? They stabbed them in the back. And the, and, and the, the, the gang of eight led by, by Gates, they even offered, including Gates himself, they offered to, to allow themselves to be removed from the Republican conference in exchange for the votes for, for Jordan to be elected speaker. Not only removed from the conference, they would have allowed themselves to be expelled from Congress in exchange for Jordan to become speaker. That's how, how far uh, Gates was about to go. So, you know, the, the, the stabbing in the back always comes, always comes from the moderates, always. Yeah. Yeah, it's either their way or it's the highway. That's that's what we have. I'm going to let Andy get get to the phone because I know Andy's got better things to say than me. So. No, well, you know, he he's got plenty to say too. <laughs> uh, Bob, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, what do we do here? We know Andy's going to be uh, long winded. So do we? Do we? Uh, Take the break here? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. Let's see. We got uh, Andy, and I guess John's going to respond to Bob. <laughs> oh, we should have that debate. We really should. You know, uh, we will do that soon. <laughs> talk for the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The Great Debate Show. That's what we should call it. Uh, we are coming back. Uh, we'll have Andy and we'll have John and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Coming back after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose. If uh, you want to email me during the week, as a lot of people do, jdadv1 at comcast.net. jdadv1 at comcast.net. And, of course, if you want to like us on Facebook, at Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address, at Talk With a Purpose. And it is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Andy in Brigantine. Andy, good morning. Welcome to hey, Talk John, With a Purpose. A great, great day in Brigantine, John. Yes, it is. Uh, I, was, I was listening to Seth, and Seth talked about uh, how they've spent the past 20 years uh, indoctrinating Arabs about how miserable their lives are and that everything that's wrong in their lives is the fault of the Jews. Okay. And I thought this is the same playbook we've been doing in the United States for 60 years with the African American community. Yeah. Uh, they're poor. 
their lives are no good, they're miserable, they're unhappy, and everything that's wrong in their lives is the fault of the white man. It's the same playbook, Yep. okay? And we must, just the way the Arabs are taught, they must destroy the Jews. People are being taught in this country that we must get rid of the white man. We must destroy whitey. Um, we have Hillary Clinton even using the term deprogramming. Where have we heard the word deprogramming before? Sounds like something that came out of the Third Reich. Yeah. Now, what what was the one thing that Joe Biden keeps telling us is the biggest existential threat in this country? White supremacy. Now, remember a few years ago when a white supremacist killed all those people in the synagogue in Charlottesville? Yes. Okay, and then there were protests, pro and against. Okay. Donald Trump said that there were very fine people on both sides of the argument, okay? He wasn't saying white supremacists are fine people, but he was saying there were people who had legitimate concerns on both sides of the argument, okay? But look at what's happening now. You have Democrats in this country, college students, liberals, basically saying in Gaza right now, that you have, they're not even saying you have both pe good people on both sides. They're saying you have very fine people only on one side, the side of Hamas. Yeah, yeah, that's now, right, that's right. Now, now, if, in fact, so we know a white supremacist shot up the synagogue in Charlottesville, and we know how apoplectic the left was about that, which they should have been. We all were. We were horrified. But now... The white supremacists are, in are themselves the Democrats and the left. These people are now coming out supporting Hamas against the Jews. That means they are now the white supremacists, no different than the guy who shot up the synagogue in Charlottesville. So guess what now, John? I'm in agreement with Joe Biden that white supremacy is an existential threat to this country. And look at how many we finally found out there are in this country. Look how many anti-Semites have come out of the closet in the past week. Yeah. Against the Jews. Yeah. So Joe Biden is correct. White supremacy is an existential threat to this country. It's the liberals that are against the Jews. How else can you look at it? I'm wondering, I'm wondering... When when uh, 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 Donald Trump is going to get his apology for saying th that there were some very uh, fine people on both sides. Oh, yeah. Remember? Know? Remember how he was? Oh, I mean, he was vilified for that. Remember that? Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Now, think about this. Whenever a woman gets raped and no one dare suggest that the woman had any part in it. Were you in a were you in a bar? Were you dressed provocatively? Were you drunk? Were you teasing the men? Because now you're blaming the victim. You're blaming the woman. That's appalling. You don't blame a woman when she gets raped. It's not her fault. But think about this. The same people who tell us that are now saying that these Jewish women who got raped, who were getting raped, it's their fault because they're Jewish. Did you ever think you'd hear liberals saying that women, when women are raped, it's their fault? No, never, never thought what, that. 
What a turnabout, John. Yeah, yeah. What a turnabout. Yeah. yeah. Pretty breathtaking. Yes. Thanks for the call, Andy. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm appalled, and, and Andy kind of said that too, that all these people are coming out for Hamas. What? I mean, it's like coming out for terrorism. That's like when we had 9-11, people saying, oh, yeah, good for the terrorists. They attacked those buildings. What? I, I just I just don't understand it. Uh, so, and I probably never will understand it. Uh, John wants to respond to Bob. I know that. So, John, go ahead. <laughs> it's a barn burner today, ain't it? Yes, it is. Always is. <laughs> cool. I like it that way, man. Um, yeah. As far as... Uh as is, yeah. Uh, Joseph Stalin is the gold standard for dictators, no doubt, uh, hands down. Absolutely, he was a terrible man. Absolutely. Yeah. However, using a using a 1940s scorecard, when war had started on September 1st, 1939, only in uh, only like maybe six months or less, and uh, Stalin had been in power for 18 years. That's not really uh, accurate or fair. I don't think it is. Uh, remember. But wars end because of Adolf Hitler. There was a World War II. There was between 70 and 100 million people dead. Now, of course, Stalin had, you know, killed over 46 million people by the time he was done. He was a, he was such a nice guy, right? But yeah. um, I think Mao Zedong murdered like 88 million. So as far as the scorecard, as far as people uh, being murdered, we can say Mao Zedong was the Antichrist of the 20th century. I still say Hitler was because he was taken down militarily. Neither of those two men were taken down militarily. That's the difference, I think. And as far as MacArthur, MacArthur had the wherewithal. He was stationed. He was stationed back in the Philippines. He had the wherewithal of the Navy, Army, and uh, Air Force at his behest, and he could have very easily routed uh, Mao Zedong in 1949. However, it was Truman, the good little messenger boy for the globalist government, and that's what it is. It's globalists that are working behind the scenes that prevented him from doing that. Now. Of course, the globalists have been in power for a long, 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 long time. In fact, it was that coterie of men that surrounded King George III that were, were the worst, or worse than King George III. And yes, and they were still operative in World War I and World War II. They called it the 30-year war. When, uh, when uh, England had went into war in World War I on August 14, 1914, that cabal of people were calling it the 30-year war. That means they knew, that, uh, of course, the war ended in 1945, so they were off by a year. But they knew there would be a second world war. So yeah, what it is is there's internationalist chess players. The world, the earth is a chessboard, and we are the pieces on that chess. We're the pawns on the, in the game. So it sucks, man. But thanks for letting me call in a second. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Uh, I see a couple of callers here, and I know this first one <laughs> is going to be along. So uh, can William and and Greg hold on after ten o'clock? Okay. So we'll we'll take them at the uh, in the next hour. Uh, hour number one, rapidly coming to a close. I just wanted to mention this. And this goes to show you the media bias in favor of Joe Biden. So he's on 60 Minutes the other night. Scott Pelley is doing the interview. So Scott Pelley, before the interview, says, you know, when Joe Biden gets tired, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't know exactly what he said, but he tends to stutter. So if he stutters, that's because he is getting tired. So just keep that in mind. I mean, can you imagine if there was some kind of problem with Trump? Oh, well, he's a stutterer. He's a this, he's a, he's, he's crazy. 
Do you see what I mean? Uh, when have I ever? I, I Maybe you've seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen a disclaimer before an interview in case the guy stumbles. I mean, that's, that is really... <sighs> I, I can't believe it. <sighs> Talk about really uh, stacking the deck for Joe Biden. I wonder how they're going to cover the election. Oh, well, I know how they're going to cover the election in favor of Joe Biden. But I, I don't know if you saw that, but it, it was it was just brought to my attention. A friend of mine brought it to my attention and I heard it and I said, what? <sighs> talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays, nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Our number one rapidly coming to a close in fact, it's in the books. Hour number two on the way. And don't forget, an hour number three, Congressman Jeff Van Drew here on the show at 1130. So we'll look forward to that as well. So a lot to talk about yet here on today's edition of Talk With a Purpose. As I said, hour number one is in the books. Hour number two on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City WENJHD3 Millville a Town Square Media Station WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450 Now the host of Talk with a Purpose John DeMassey Our number two Talk with a Purpose every Saturday 9 till noon WPG Talk Radio 95.5 I'm John DeMassey A pleasure to have your company this morning and every Saturday here in our get together from 9 till noon we're going to get to uh, William and Greg and uh, maybe you at 609-407-1450. That's our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. Uh, I'll get to the calls in just a moment. I uh, just wanted to mention this. If ever there was a time to refute the stolen election of 2020, it's becoming clear once again the 2020 election was not I repeat, was not stolen. In case you missed it, one day before her trial was to begin, her criminal trial, that is, Sidney Powell, a former member of President Trump's legal team, pleaded guilty Thursday to illegally conspiring to overturn Trump's 2020 election loss in Georgia. Powell filed many failed lawsuits and admitted guilty to six misdemeanor counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with the performance of election duties. Okay, she got six years probation, a $6,000 fine, and $2,700 in restitution to the state of Georgia. By the way, Powell is an unnamed co-conspirator 
in the federal case against Trump. So we'll see if this may come back uh, to bite Trump later on this year or next. So we'll see about that. But another one goes down. So look, let's put this to bed once and for all. I've said this many times. The 2020 election wasn't stolen. Trump lost. Biden won. That's unfortunate. But hopefully Trump will be back in 24. Let's talk to William in Atlantic City, my favorite caller. William, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. I, I, I don't know if I can answer the bell or not, John. I tell you, <laughs> there's so many heavyweights in, in here. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Well, uh, listen, you're one of the token Democrats, so we let you on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm a token Democrat. I want to be a full-fledged okay, Democrat. Okay, okay. You're full-fledged. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, you, you know, I mean, I uh, uh, the guy who who who, who led off uh, Seth, you know, it, you know, uh, John, John, boy, I take, yeah, John. No, 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 no. I mean, Seth. Oh, oh Seth. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you know, he was uh, blaming the the Arabs for everything, and then I said, oh man, the black people are going to get a break. And then, and then all of a sudden, he said, "Oh, John, John, before I go." And then he, you know, he he had to throw American blacks right under the bus, you know. And they, you know, but you know, uh, rather than criticize everybody and everything, uh, you know, I think here in South Jersey, we have, and I'm a Democrat, but we have a chance to encourage Jeff Van Drew to put his put his name in the in the you know in the hopper for 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 this uh uh because whoever it is it's going to have to be somebody that that has the consent of uh of 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 democrats yeah because republicans you know too many of them hate each other yeah well uh, van drew would be a good one because as a former democrat now republican he uh, he is very much a moderate, so I would think he would be a good candidate. We're going to ask him. He's coming on at eleven thirty. I'll ask him that. See if yeah. I mean, if he, you know, it's not like he's my guy, but 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 he he may be a natural for for what needs to happen. To yes, move this government forward. Yeah, I do agree you with know? you there, William. Yeah. So listen, I'm I'm gonna jump off of here now because I I, I got your test approval on something, so I'm not gonna leave a bad taste in my mouth. Okay, but, <laughs> you mean this was a good call? I mean, we were looking for you know, uh, hey, put put me on the good ledger. Okay, you know, for today. All for right. Today. Thanks a lot for the call, William. Geez, we're we were expecting a, a a verbal sparring match here, and we didn't get it. It's good. Greg and Abseek, and Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Yes, to Damascus, good morning. Good morning, sir. The government forgetting about or losing the moral compass is exactly what's happening. If an individual does it, he's committed a crime, and that's the way it used to be. If a crime is committed now, the government's position is we got to find out why it happened. Rather than attack the crime, and the situation, we're now living in Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a repetitive problem. If they continue to do it, we will not have a civilization. 
the government is there to say an eye is an eye. You do the t- you do the crime, you're going to do the time. It's all out the window. Yeah. If they keep approaching it the way they are, now we can look at a Philadelphia, we can look at a Baltimore, we can look at a Chicago, and what's the end, end result? If they can do whatever the hell they want, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yes, yes. And we're watching our major cities in this country melt. That's right. And where does it all go back to? Let's blame it on the citizen. Sorry. Does not commute. Does you know, not compute. You know, William, you said if you uh, you do the crime, you do the time. Tell that to Bob Menendez. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And, and it starts with we have quite a few of those people yes. in government. Yes, we do, unfortunately. Right, just a thought. Okay. Greg, thanks for the call. 609-407-1450. Rare moment in the show. We got a couple of open lines. 609-407-1450. It's Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. Uh, there was a headline in the press the other day, and we'll get to the call in just a moment. The headline in the press read, Deem, D-E-E-M, seeks extension on plan for Bader Field. I don't know if you've been following this, but I followed this from the very beginning. And I remember we had Mayor Small on, and he said, we got something big coming up for Bader Field, and this was it. Originally, Deem Enterprises, on the proposed building of a $3.2 billion, that's with a B, car-centric residential and commercial project on Bader Field. Now, when we first saw this, we attempted to contact Deem Principals, and I'll never forget this. One morning, I called, and uh, Mr. Dan Gallagher, who is an attorney, a lo- local attorney and well-known, he answered the phone and I told him who I was and I wanted to interview him about this project. He said, well, let me get back to you. And of course I called again. And then about a month later, I get a call from some PR agency. And uh, what are you going to ask him? Well, I said, I don't know what I'm going to ask him, but I just want to know what is the project all about. And, you know, this 3.2 billion and so on and so forth. I just want to find out: is this feasible? Is it possible? You know, how are they? How are they doing? Do they have their financing? Never heard back. So, I saw this the other day in the paper, and as I said, we tried to contact them. Never heard back in in the finality of this all. So now, Deem is seeking a six month extension, which. They originally signed on March 24th, which means the six months is up. Okay? So according to Mayor Small, we will have a major announcement regarding Deem Project very soon that the taxpayers of the great city of Atlantic City should be thrilled about. There is also aviation fuel under the property, which Deem says it will clean up. Now, I remember... Way back when, my business partner and I, we bought a building in Hamilton. And our lawyer told us, there's an oil tank under there. And that's bad. I mean, that's very bad. Well, it ended up 
it was okay. They did a test. And all of this rigmarole took about six months. But I'm just wondering, you know, Mayor Small was very enthusiastic, as he should be, as the mayor of the city. And I'm not faulting him. But I'm, I'm looking at the numbers here. They're supposed, well, they've given $25 million, uh, for incidental things. Uh, who knows what? You know, when these projects happen, there's all kinds of things that are happening and all kinds of surveys and all. You, if you ever dealt with this, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm thinking, now this is just me thinking, is this another supermarket deal? Is it? And I'm wondering if this is ever going to happen. And I'm going to work on this to, to get somebody to come on. I don't know if I'll ever do that because I think they're going to hide even more now. But I have my doubts. And that's all I want to say about that. Let's go back to the phones. Andy and Brigantine. Andy again. Welcome back. Yeah, John. Uh, it's not what I call, but since you, you mentioned the election and, and uh, um, uh, Sidney Powell, uh, Sydney, what happened with Sydney Powell this week proves nothing, because as you know, our court system, our judicial system is corrupt. We've seen it again and again. Uh, you, all you have to do is look at what they're doing to Trump to realize that it's that it's rigged, it's crooked. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, Sydney Powell. Uh, if you're in Sidney Powell's position, do you say what you have to say in order to a avoid jail time? and B, avoid being disbarred so that you can continue to practice law and earn a living. Yeah. So, you know, you don't know what she said, she pled to. We, we, we hear the plea, we get all that, but it proves nothing. And I tend to believe what my eyes told me the night of the election, which was that it was stolen. And very briefly, Joe Biden won by, quote, won by 43,000 votes across three states and 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 i and you know we can't can we prove that the election was stolen no but there's a lot of things in life you just know but you can't prove so think about this joe biden underperformed both barack obama and hillary clinton in every single state in the country he underperformed what they got the only states where Joe Biden outperformed Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton were the swing states, the few swing states that he absolutely needed to win in order to win the election. Now, can anybody explain why he would underperform in every other state in the country and he overperformed only in those few states that he absolutely needed to get in order to win the election. This, this, we, we watch these people throw everybody out of the polling place in Atlanta and then, and tell them there was a flood. We found out later it was an overflowed toilet. They threw out all the people that are there to watch the, 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 the balloting, watch them count. They threw them all out, were closed for the night. And as soon as they got rid of them, they started pulling the ballots out from under the tables in suitcases. I watched this with my own eyes. So in my opinion, Stevie Wonder could tell that the election was stolen. Now, can I prove it? No. 
but I know what I saw. And why did all these states suddenly stop counting at the same time? They all stopped counting. You know what Rush Limbaugh said? The reason they stopped counting is because they ran out of Biden votes. And they didn't start counting again until the next morning when they found the Biden votes that they needed. And we, we saw all these ballots where every, the only thing that was checked off was president. The rest of the ballot was left blank. John, in your life, did you ever vote and just vote for president and leave everything else blank? I mean, if you're a voter, if you're connected that way and you're following politics and you're, you know, you're, you're engaged, do you vote for the president and leave the, the rest of the ballot blank? No. As, as Giorelli no. would say, who does that? Who no. does that? Nope. No, I don't. Okay. All right. So now the purpose of my call, uh, the, the second call. So Barack Obama, you know, uh, his closest confidant, his, his best friend, Valerie Jarrett, his closest advisor. Yes. She, she was raised in part in Iran. Okay, um, we know that Barack Obama was instrumental, and, and I spoke about this earlier in the week. Barack Obama was instrumental in getting Hosni Mubarak removed from power in uh, Egypt. Okay, Egypt um, was that that area was was peaceful and quiet under Hosni Mubarak, even though he was no angel. Barack Obama was instrumental in getting him removed from power. He resigned, he was forced out. And Barack Obama was instrumental in getting the first Muslim Brotherhood president of Egypt installed. That would be Mohamed Morsi, okay? Mohamed Morsi of the Muslim Brotherhood, okay? The Muslim Brotherhood, in their charter, Hamas is the Muslim Brotherhood, okay? Now, Mohamed Morsi, the first uh, uh, Muslim Brotherhood president of Egypt, he and his wife were very close personal friends with the parents of Uma Abedin. Uma Abedin was Hillary Clinton, then Secretary of State. She was Hillary Clinton's close personal friend, closest advisor, right-hand woman. Remember Uba Abedin, yes. who was married to Anthony Weiner, yes. who, liked to ex- who, who liked to expose same on social media platforms to young girls, okay? <laughs> so, 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 so now, the, 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 the Muslim Brotherhood, okay? Hamas is the Muslim Brotherhood. You have Barack Obama, who invited the Muslim Brotherhood to the White House, okay? <laughs> while he was president. Uh, and you have uh, Valerie Jarrett, who grew up in part in Iran. So you start putting all these things together. We know that Barack Obama hated Israel. We know that his father hated Israel. We know that Barack Obama couldn't stand uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. So you start putting all these things together, and you think, okay, the guy didn't like Israel. He was a fan of the Muslim Brotherhood. His closest friend grew up for a time in Iran. And now you look at Joe Biden, both Barack Obama and Joe Biden, who gave money to Iran. We know Barack Obama gave money to Benjamin Netanyahu's opponent in order that Benjamin Netanyahu would be defeated in Israel. Okay. 
So you look at all these things and, and you have Joe Biden sort of soft stepping around he, Iran. He won't say that Iran was to blame for this, even though we know that Iran funds Hamas. We know that Barack Obama refused for eight years to utter the words radical Islamic terrorism. So you put all these things together. Joe, Joe Biden now soft-stepping around Iran. He won't blame them. He's, 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 he's not, you know, he, he says that he's for Israel, but I always say you, you have to ignore what Biden says. You've got to watch what he does. So you start putting all these things together and connecting these dots. Again, Stevie Wonder could do it. And you start to realize that eh, something doesn't make sense here. But when you connect the dots, Occam's razor would indicate that Barack Obama absolutely loves what's happening right now in Israel. This is his dream. And the best part of it all, John, is that because Barack Obama is no longer the president, None of this will get attached to him. His hands remain clean. Joe Biden will get blamed. But all of the people around Joe Biden in his national security area, all of these people are people who worked for Obama. This this special envoy to Iran that Joe Biden picked was actually Barack Obama's Hamas and ISIS advisor. Okay, all these people are from the Obama years. They all see things the way Obama did. I'm telling you, they love what's happening here. They absolutely love it. Well, this is Obama's dream. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Andy. We appreciate it. Well, there's a lot there, but back to the stolen election. And and Andy said the election was stolen. And and again, that's his opinion. He's entitled to it. But. I just wish they would get off this thing of the, the 2020 election that was stolen and all. Okay, it's almost time for another election. So let's move on from that. But as far as uh, Obama and Biden, I wonder, and this I've, I've never said, but I wonder if this would have happened if Trump was in office. Do you ever wonder that? Because, you know, just seeing the way Biden's handling this and, oh, well, don't, don't, don't attack them. And boy, I think if it was Trump, hey, bomb them. Keep bombing them. That'll end it. But, hey, that's why we have this show. A lot of opinions here. Talk with a purpose is the show. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. J- uh, Steve... And Ruth and John after the break, and maybe you, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. We'll get back to more of Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. But first, as I always say when we lead into this commercial, we have a lot of controversial things we talk about in this show. But there is no controversy about Lexus and courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHC, online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. And, you know, I've been reluctant to go over there because, well, <clears throat> I do have a lot of miles on my car, and I'm afraid of, uh, of <laughs> what's going to happen. And so I'm just procrastinating. But I'm going to get something else. That's that's for sure. And I'll probably get an SUV. But look, whatever you get, whatever Lexus you drive or whatever Lexus you choose, believe me, you'll get yourself a great car. 
because, I, I mean, I just put a battery in after so many miles, and that's the only, you know, additional thing I've ever done. Uh, yeah, a couple of tires and a few brakes and uh, regular oil changes, but that's it. And I drive the car. I mean, yesterday I drove four hours, and you know you don't you don't feel a ride. It's just all highway, and it's it's really nice, smooth, and it's comfortable, and and that's the way I like it. Lexus of Atlantic City, thirty one sixty nine Fire Road, EHT. You want to go pre owned. A lot, a lot of pre-owned vehicles to choose from. And maybe if, if they don't have what you want, they'll uh, they'll go into their other dealerships because they've got a lot of dealerships and a lot of Lexus dealerships. So, you know, you can get one from there like a, a customer of mine uh, or a, a listener of the show here said they were in there and, uh, well, they couldn't get it here, but they went to, to Lexus of Cherry Hill. They got it from there. And it's a beautiful thing. So they have access to a, a lot of other cars as well. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT, and online again at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. That's where you want to go if you want to shop for your next car. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. I'm Seth Grossman for libertyandprosperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of border patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. LibertyAndProsperity.com. Thanks. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlantic County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlantic County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, and traffic improvements and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlantic County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlantic County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629 North Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. If you would like to listen to any of our shows at any time, then you can do this. You can Google John DeMassey Podcasts and all the shows come up. It is that simple. Google John DeMassey Podcasts. We have close to 200 shows that you can enjoy at any time. 200 shows? I, 
I, I can't think of what show 121 was about. <laughs> so, but it's all there on demand. Like I said, it's the radio version of On Demand. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Steve in Absecon Island. Steve, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Good morning, John. I, I was going to give myself a break. But, you know, the topics are so terrific. <laughs> you can't, you can't do it, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, and, and then, you know, there's statements made, and I feel compelled to voice my First Amendment right. Um, first and foremost, I respectfully disagree with you that the election was not stolen. I think it was. Okay. I believe it was. And, here, and I believe the statement that you're saying is really a euphemism for there was fraud but it wasn't as widespread and pervasive as reported, and therefore not enough to change the outcome of the election. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. All right. Well, I disagree with that statement, <laughs> okay, too. Okay. But it, but it did, because as Andy pointed out, the win margin for Biden was relatively small in those three states that changed the Electoral College. Yes. Now, right? So... And it's relative, of course, to the population centers, but it did change the outcome. And here's why the the voting system is broken, flawed, and and fraught with corruption. You know, it's a, it's akin to. Let me first make the analog. It's akin to a statement that a gambler would say, "I lost in a crooked game," all the while knowing that the odds were stacked against him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, you, you're going to lose in. The, you're going to lose anyway. You might win one time. You could even win one time in a crooked, uh, crap game, for that matter. But but you're go, But it's it's really uh, crazy for somebody a gambler to say, ah, "I lost in a crooked game," all the while knowing that the odds were stacked against him. So when it relates to the voting system, here's here's my top four points why uh, the election is flawed. Rigged, rigged, etc. Ballot harvesting. Two, unaccountable mail-in ballots. Three, no voter verification. That is signatures, unique voting, ID cards, flawed voter ration, flawed voter registration, books, and now we see in some of our states, like California, allowing non-citizens and illegal aliens to vote in local election elections. It cheapens, if not invalidates, the concept of being a legal U.S. citizen. And in Spanish, that would mean Estados Unidos. Uh, you, you can't, if you're not a citizen, you don't partake in the same uh, legal um, issues that citizens have. You're, you're here at, at our, at our, um, pleasure but not you're not here and if you're here illegally you're not here at our pleasure so that's what i think about the uh when people say the election was not stolen now i wanted to um get one other i wanted to make a point about last week we were talking about the firebombing of dresden as it related as it relates to today you know winning a war it, it is a government's sole purpose to protect its citizenry and to reduce the number of soldiers that die fighting for for the government. It, it, 
Our sole purpose is to win the war and then stop the war and then bring back freedoms and normalcy. Yes. So so I want to ask, you know, people who, who say we have to have proportionality. I say, did we provide humanitarian aid to Japan or Germany during the war? No. And the answer is no. No. Only after the Allies won, yes, uh, we instituted right. the Marshall Plan. That's right. So, so we're either at war or we're not. This is not a um, what did they call that Korean conflict? It wasn't a war. It yeah, was a, uh, so that's well, yeah. It, it was. It was a. It was a, a, a. I don't know. A conflict or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, um, a a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a security. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a war. It was you know no, something else. There I agree. Was a name for it. I agree with you there, Steve. You know, you, you fight a war. And you do what you can or you do what you have to to win the war. Okay? And then afterwards, if you want to give humanitarian aid, sure. But but after you beat them. That's that's sure, because, that's, that's what I say. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. And 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 I think a large part of the of our population is having a hard time separating enemy combatants from innocent people. Yes. Innocence you're you're innocent. If you're if you're a child, if you're if you're non-voting age, right? You, you, but let me let me let me step this down. I mean, this is all you know. This is not theory, and I'm not philosophizing here. Uh, war is brutal. War is a means of changing another side's point of view when when they're the aggressor towards you. A free country, I mean, a free country, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't aggress against. Um, say a dictatorship. I think dictatorships and totalitarian regimes aggress are the aggressors against the free world. That's right. Number one. Number one. It, I'm going to ask you these questions and your audience: um, Are war war effort factory workers enemy combatants in your eyes? No. I, no. Let me say it again. If you're if you're a civilian and you're working in a factory that's creating munitions, are you an enemy combatant? I, I I wouldn't think so. No, I mean you're just so doing you're your job. The German, so you're saying that the German civilians during the during World War II who were creating Messerschmitt airplanes and small small arms munitions were not enemy combatants. Well, they're just doing what they're told, right? Aren't they doing what they're told? So so then so then therefore the Nuremberg trials when when the German soldiers that were up on trial said we were just doing what we were told. They're not culpable. Well, you know, now you're now you're splitting hairs. You know, that's, I don't think so, John. Okay. I don't think I'm splitting hairs. Oh, come on. I, I don't think. I, let's move on to the next one. Are farmers enemy combatants? So, in other words, the farmers that were creating the food for the German soldiers and the farmers creating the food for Japan were they not enemy combatants? <sighs> See, you're, I'm, I'm just I'm trying I'm just trying to bring out a point yeah, that when you're trying to win a war, you you can't hold back. See, you're saying I want to win the war, I want to flatten them to a parking lot, but all the while I don't want to bomb these. I want to have separation. You can't have separation if you want to have freedom, John. Yeah, we have to win. We have to win at all costs, and if that means bombing everything to oblivion, so that the free world. Could have freedom of speech, 
freedom, uh, freedom to bear and own firearms, uh, freedom from illegal search and seizures, you're not going to be able to have a Bill of Rights style government if you if we continue to support totalitarian states. I'm sorry, you you can't. There's just no way to, around having uh, creating war and expecting to win when you know as you're giving the humanitarian aid to the civilian population, it's going to be stolen to feed the soldiers that are fighting the free world. Yeah, you know, we're really and Steve, we really have to move on. Uh, we got into a discussion that <laughs> I, I, I don't know where that was going, but hey, to each his own. We have Ruth, John, Linda, Bob. And that's why we had to let Steve go. We've got a lot of other callers. Talk with the purpose of the show Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey coming back. With more of your calls after these words. Ants of Hall Festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, times of clouds and sunshine, increasingly windy though, high 65. Partly cloudy, windy tonight, low dip at a 47. Windy tomorrow with periods of clouds and sunshine. Unsecured objects and holiday decorations can blow around, my friend, the high 61 to wrap the weekend. Then Monday, breezy in the morning, sunshine, high 63. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Don't forget Congressman Jeff Van Drew coming up at 1130 this morning here on Talk with a Purpose. We look forward to that and got a lot of questions for the congressman. Let's go back to the phones. Ruth in Summers Point. Ruth, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, Mr. DeMassi. I'm the person that called you about having received two applications vote by mail yes okay so there's a new part to the story first of all i've completed the bat i completed the application and now i have gotten my actual ballot to vote by mail okay my intention which i said on the air was to take my actual ballot 
and the second application out to the county, which I will do on Monday morning. I'm going to vote in person with my absentee ballot. Good. However, um, I plan. <clears throat> my plan was to take pictures of this, so I have it for my records. Okay. Um, you know how the uh, application comes. It's actually... Um, folded in half and then folded in half again. Yeah. So when I got the second application for a ballot, I took it out of the envelope. It folded the way it would normally be. And I thought, why am I getting this? And of course I called you. I never opened it any further. In the process of taking the picture, I opened the whole thing and lo and behold, and I'm looking at it right now. The application for vote by ballot, the top half, which is what you see when you bring it out of the envelope, was my name typed, my address typed, both the street, the municipality, the zip code, etc. I had to fill in the date of birth, the phone number, the email address. At the bottom would be if somebody needed to assist you. I never bothered to look at that with the second ballot. I am now looking at it, and someone, and her name is on there, I'll just give you the first name, Edith, has signed as my assister, and her address is on there from Annapolis, Maryland. Okay. Wow, that's so, a that's a stretch, huh? <laughs> is, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Are you so um, the, Are you going to May's Landing with this? I am going to May's Landing. W- would you uh, Would you stop and see Joe Girallo? Yes, I'm more yeah. than willing to do that. Do, do th- make sure that you show him all of this and explain. You know what you just explained to me, because uh, remember he said, "Well, it, it, it may be a mistake." Or he he said it, it probably didn't happen, but now you're saying it did happen. And he did. Absolutely. He, he did say that maybe it was an application, but your application was opened and somebody filled it out from Annapolis, Maryland. So I, it's really you better show him that because that Absolutely that is uh, incredible. Uh, yeah, that's so that's disturbing. If, yeah. What if the top? What if the top half, which is my half, had not been filled out, and somebody has already signed as an assister? How many times may they have signed that? Yeah. Like you could, you could take, somebody could be an assister and they go into a nursing home. Yeah. They've already signed their part. Boy. So anyway, that's, I'll let you know next week. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Thank, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call, Ruth. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back. Uh, yes, good morning. Now, just take this scenario into account or just consider this. Now, say President Trump had won and say the mail-in ballots of the servicemen and servicewomen that were found in dumpsters and landfills were all for Joe, ba- Joe Biden. Do you think the mainstream media would have made hay out of it? You better believe they would have. That's right. They oh, were. yeah. Oh, yeah. But but they weren't for Biden. They were for President Trump. Also, not just suitcases being taken out from under tables, but I saw on video surveillance, I saw plywood being put up over the windows. Now, maybe some people that were allergic to the sun came in to vote and you know, they, they were covered with coats and sunglasses and that, and they had to protect them. That's what they had to do. And I'm still wondering why they had to put plywood over the windows. And that's on 24-hour video surveillance, by the by. Also, um, it's actually Alex Holderman 
professor of computer science and engineering and specializes in computer security. He says he knows for a fact that uh, electronic voting can be hacked. So uh, we have to up our game because, yeah, that, that election was stolen. I don't know what happened to um, uh, what's the lady's name? They just got uh, indicted. Oh, I can't think of her. Uh, the Cindy, one that said, Cindy Powell? Go ahead. Cindy Powell, yeah, Cindy Powell. Now, I don't know what was said to her behind closed doors because these people are cutthroat. I don't know what kind of threats were made to her. We don't know. I mean, what, what, does the, what does the Kennedy family know about John and Bobby Kennedy, being, Bobby, Robert Kennedy Sr. being murdered? Yeah. I bet you they know a lot more than they're telling. I'll yeah. bet, I'll bet oh, you. Yeah. We, live in a, we live in a scary day and age, man. I'll tell you, we have to up our game. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Yeah. I'm still on this this thing about the war. And look, all I was saying was that they should just eliminate Hamas. Look, it took us 10 years. We, we went after bin Laden. We got him 10 years later. Okay. But whatever we did after 9-11... We secured, you know, airport security now is second to none. So we did that. But Israel should just eliminate Hamas once and for all and end this thing. And then whatever aid they have to give. And people who are casualties of war, innocent people, and I'm sorry, but these Hamas people want to annihilate the Jews is this Hitler all over again? And that's all I'm saying. I mean, this is a no-brainer to me. Uh, Linda Napseek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. By the oh, way, can... by the way, Linda, yeah. it is it is Violet's second birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Violet. You remember when she was born? I do. Two years now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a sweet thing. Yeah. That's all, all, you know... It's amazing. That's what life is all about, you know, yeah, those yeah. little guys. Yeah. Gosh, it's thrilling. <clears throat> so, I guess all I can say is that, well, first of all, what I want to say is conservatives are very smart and very interesting. Even, even, even when we, you know, might not see things exactly right, they still remain purposefully they try to be accurate, and they are very interesting, and facts matter. And I love that about your show, because conservatives enjoy such freedom. And you give us the time to get it out and to express ourselves and then to get our full thoughts out, and that's rare. And thank you very much, John. So all I can say is Hillary, under Hillary, a fake dossier was prepared. And because of that... The FBI was in knowing and knowing that they couldn't get it confirmed because they tried to give one million dollars to Steele, who create who was who who created sort of this dossier. And uh, no, he refused to confirm it. I guess he didn't want to go to jail for nine hundred years. So, um, so you had the fake dossier prepared, and the and and the, and the FBI. You know what they did? They ran with it. And they were able to get as many as four FISA warrants. FISA warrants. I voted for the Patriot Act. I and spirit. And, you know, I, I was pro the Patriot Act when, when that first came into effect under W. And look where it got us. I'm so sorry. I was for the Patriot Act. 
And so, so what, what did it get us? It got the FBI went after to get almost four FISA warrants. And not only that, a two-year, $40 million, maybe, investigation by Robert Mueller. And all I want, all I'll settle for right now is a one-year investigation into one of the battleground state selection process. We couldn't get that far to look at something for President Trump. That was treason. Yet, and the law, like you said, $40 million in four years on another investigation. Two-year investigation. So, two $40 year. million dollars for $40 two million. $40 million. People yeah. get rich under, you know, it's easy to see, you've heard the expression, it's easy to spend somebody else's money. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Democrat, Democrats have, it's an, it's an art form. <clears throat> and yeah. Republicans are learning how to do it very well, too, I guess, up there now with what's going on in, in, in our Congress. And I appreciate, I just want to say a shout out, a shout out to, uh, to uh, Bob Progner. I mean, the... Uh, for what he says, I mean, he, he purposes, he tells the truth. He purposes to lay it out truthfully, even though the, the only state we can get a fair election in is Florida. I mean, that's the only one who knows how to, to, to get a, a fair election done. I mean, they got that's the results sure. in one night. Where that's else did sure. that happen? And that was because of, that was only because of Governor DeSantis. He did a, he, yes. he did a brilliant yes, job. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Sorry. Thank you for listening, Thanks, uh, Thanks for the call, Linda. Appreciate it. Just uh, heard from uh, Vince Palestina's uh, right-hand man, and he said that the ballot application that the, the woman was describing is completely legal and a push to get voters to the vote-by-mail list. So for what that's worth, but that's what I was text. Uh, so well, keep that in mind. But again... She got something and said somebody assisted her in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, that, that part I, I don't understand. But uh, we're coming up on a break and we'll talk to Bob and Kate May. Maybe we'll talk to you, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk With a Purpose after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt-Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt-Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose. Let's try to get a couple calls in before the top of the hour. Bob and Kate May. Bob, welcome back. Hi, John. Look, uh, Sydney Powell, who I used to really admire, she did more to hurt the America First Trump cause than almost anybody else with, with regard to what happened in the election. Because 
her baseless allegations regarding voting machines. Uh, that made it appear that all of the the reasons that that we have our our movement has for for thinking this election was stolen okay that undermines everything okay and and that is not sh- shouldn't really be the case here okay because the 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 real problem with the 2020 election what it really comes down to is that the 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 swing states of Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, that the election process in those states was illegally changed by the secretaries of state, by the governors that, that allowed universal mail-in ballots. Our U.S. Constitution says only state legislatures can change the voting process and that was never that never happened here like the the example i'm giving is georgia here the governor and the secretary of state both republicans caved into stacy abrams pressure and they signed a consent decree that allowed universal mail-in ballots supposedly because of covid the big covid uh scare right uh that is what caused the election to be lost and be stolen. And and President Trump, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, he was warned about this. He was warned about this by numerous people, including Attorney General Bill Barr in the May of 2020, when it was time to do something about it, and Texas Attorney General Paxton, who was successful in Texas, there were 12 big Democrat cities that were going to pull the the mail-in ballot scam in Texas. He was able, because he challenged it legally, he was able to prevent that from happening. Paxton saved Texas. Texas would have gone Democrat in in 2020. So that's, that's the real... You know, problem with the the, the election in 2020, the, the, and and you know, I think we're, we're going to have the mail-in ballots again, and I just don't see I don't see where we're fighting that, and 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 you know, I think Wisconsin may be the only state where it's not going to happen, but anyway, look, want to get to Steve here. Uh, you know, he made a really torturous, torturous justification for the burning of innocent civilians, women and children in Dresden getting burned alive, all right? The, the asphalt in that city actually melted. So, and you know, if you wanna really beat an enemy, what do you do? You need to defeat the enemy's army. You don't need to, to commit atrocities. And yes, atrocities, war is terrible. Innocent people do die. But a moral nation, moral people should try not to do that, okay? That's the difference between our country, which should be the difference between our country and regimes like the Nazis, like the Soviets. They don't care about killing innocent people. We shouldn't be justifying it either. 
that's that's a point I was making about World War Two, that you know it's always viewed as the 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 good versus the evil. Well, there were a lot of gray areas in World War Two, and I I firmly believe that Churchill. Roosevelt, Hitler, and Stalin are all burning in hell. That's what I firmly yeah, believe. I, I hope they are. We're decent people. I okay. hope they are, Bob. <laughs> okay, thanks for the call. Oh, fire and brimstone. That's what we got here on Talk With a Purpose. Jim in Eagleswood. Hi. Good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling, uh, Jim. Bob's last comment uh, ditto. That's all I have to say. I yeah, me, me too. I, I, I hope they're rising in pain personally. Yeah. Um, wow. Have gotten up information today? Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, right? Yeah. Bob's previous call about the connections between Barack Obama and Muslim criminals and all the rest of this stuff he said, while I don't know all of it, I know some of it, I have no reason to doubt that he said anything that wasn't true. Um, these people are so corrupt that every day I learn something new about them. I think he missed one thing that, in fact, Barack Obama created, I, I call him the chocolate prophet, created an illegal congressional seat. He, he bought, illegally bought Ethiopian Muslims into this country so that he could get enough of them in one place to create Elon Omar's position. Oh. Everything he, everything he said about these Muslims brought in here by Barack Obama, who his father was a Marxist Nigerian. I know all this stuff. But here's one that really twists your head. And, and okay, with all what, the diorama that Bob built, while it's true, think about this for a minute. Barack Obama's two major guys that put him in office were two Jewish fellows, Rahm Emanuel and David Axelrod. They got money from two of the richest Jewish families in the United States of America out of Chicago to fund them putting this man in the presidency. And here's, I, I related people, where did Rahm Emanuel go after the goddamn election? After he uh, got him elected? He became the mayor of Chicago. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. You know who Rahm Emanuel's father was? Who's Rahm that? Emanuel's father was one of the founding fathers of Irgun. With Menachem Begin and Ariel the Butcher Sharon. So how about connections by Jewish people getting in there and then he joining in over Muslims? This is so crazy. Yeah. Now, they didn't just bomb the King David Hotel. Jim, Jim we got to wrap this up because we're coming up on the break and uh, the top of the hour. And we got to run, but uh, good call. Thanks a lot for the call. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three with Jeff Van Drew on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City WENJHD3 Millville a Town Square Media Station
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. Jeff Van Drew at 1130. And what we're going to do here uh, in this hour is uh, we're going to take a couple of breaks and then we're going to clear the path for Jeff Van Drew so that we don't have any interruptions because his time is valuable and we don't get him that often. And we're just going to talk to him for a half hour. And, of course, we'll take your calls. And uh, what we're going to ask you to do is just simply, if you call when uh, the congressman is on, ask a question, one question, and uh, we'll uh, hang up and you'll listen on the radio to the answer. But uh, that's what we'll do. So we're just going to try to speed things up here on the program. Before we uh, get into this hour, let's uh, let's talk to Joe in Linwood. Joe, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. <clears throat> good morning, John. I got uh, six of those applications. The recent, most recent was just two days ago. Jeez. They're all the same. They all have that same woman's name in there. That's only uh, uh, to show you how to do it. You have to sign down below and... Somebody else has to put their name there, and you have to authorize that. And I did. My my contention with it is it was addressed to me by name and street address and any other uh, resident occupant that was uh, uh, there. Yeah. So okay. anybody could pick that application up and forge my name in there and put his name in where that woman's name which was the same one that the, the, the recent caller just called you about, right? Yeah. You, put, you have to put their name in there, and, and then uh, they review it at May's Landing. And I went to May's Landing. There's nothing you can do about it to change how it's addressed, but that's how they get around it. I mean, a guy in Atlantic City went to jail, and he got back out, and he's been doing it again since that the Telling his uh, his expertise for the highest bidder. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing you can do about that. We were all came from different Republican organizations in the state of New Jersey. What you have to do is get get it changed out so that you have to vote in person in one damn day. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's right. That's what I, I say. I mean, this mail-in stuff. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm the only one around because I vote in every election no matter what. Uh, that I, I'm the only one around in the neighborhood that has gotten these. Yeah. But do you, you, vote, you, vote, you vote in person, right? I vote in person all the time, but I'm going to vote early, but I'm not going to, I'm still going to vote in person. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, well, I will be calling Joe Girallo on Monday, believe me. <laughs> or if you're listening, Joe, call in. We we got some questions here about balloting. <laughs> oh. Frank and Ventner. Frank, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. Uh, John, just quickly, on those ballots, I got three of them. Two of them were from the Republican Party. Only one came from the county. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you can, you can print them off a website, too. They're, no, they're nothing, you know. 
you know, you're not going to get an extra ballot. This is just an application. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's the real reason, John. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, that, that, that I, I think the woman uh, who called originally, she just called and said she got an application. And that's yeah. what Joe had said when I called him. He said it was an application. So, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. But, but the guy getting six, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, I got three so far. Yeah, three, six, three. <laughs> hey, we pile them on, you know? Uh, what else is on your mind? Uh, so, Joe, I wanted to go through. I, I, we had we got a slew of the conspiracy theories in 2020 election. So yeah. let me just go through a couple. I guess no one listened when I called a few weeks ago about the Atlanta, you know, those ballots coming from under the table. If you watch yeah. that whole video, again, you know where those ballots came from. They came from the other side of the room where they were, they were getting them ready for the machine. Yeah. And the flood happened, John, at 6 a.m. in the morning before they started counting. It didn't chase any people out who were counting. It happened. And you can see that on the tape also. Uh, as far as states stop counting, that's a myth that someone started on uh, Facebook. No one. I, for three years, I've been asking people, please give me the proof. Show any proof. There must be video of all these states stopping counting at once. You won't find that, John. No. Uh, I, I, ballots. I, I, how about the ballots with only Biden's name on? What's interesting, this was actually started by Sidney Powell, too. She was on Maria Bartiromo. She, she said she has proof there were 400,000 ballots with only Biden's name on it. And she's going to release that proof. Well, that, that went along with the Kraken that she never released. So uh, that, that was another made-up story by Sidney Powell. Uh, as far as people blocking the windows at the counting, uh, it was the people on the inside blocking it. The observers were already in the room. That happened in Detroit. That's easily verified. Uh, and all the rest, uh, John, no one's given any proof. They say, well, this did it, you know, the uh, signature verification. But again, you notice people always keep saying, well, I can't prove it because there is no proof. If they could present the proof, yeah, I welcome seeing it. Maybe they'll send you the proof of all these things that were mentioned today. Yeah, uh, and was that flood a flood or was it a toilet backed up? That was the other uh, thing. It was a, a, a leaking urinal, and that was verified by the uh, maintenance people at the uh, uh, at the arena. Uh, you know, it, it overflowed, and, and it happened again at six a.m. in the morning. It was before they were counting. It, it did happen. There was a flood of. Uh, when you call it a flood, the ceiling was leaking with a lot of water. Yeah. You can see it in the video. Yeah, but, you know, I'm glad you called, Frank, because I I don't know about you, but I am just tired of hearing about this 2020 election. We're coming yeah. up on another election, and we're still talking about this. I mean, yeah, oh, we're stolen, and there's proof, and there's no proof. Exactly. And, you know, it's like it's like you're in a card game. And you say at the end, I lost because the cards weren't right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a card game. So what, what, what or you lost because the refs cheated. It's 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 just it's a, just an argument that doesn't hold water. And I just want to get off this. I mean, and it just seems to be that it's that the Trump people are still stuck on this. And if we're stuck on it, we're not going to move forward. That's John, before before I get off it, I'm going because this was also mentioned too about laws that were changed. Yes. All the laws that were changed um, didn't change it just for Democrats. It gave people more time to vote, uh, 
chance to have their signatures checked. But it was equal for Republicans and Democrats. So any of these laws that were changed, they were equally changed for both Democrats and Republicans. And there's no proof that uh, any one side uh, benefited by that. So... Yeah, okay. this will go on forever. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. Thanks for the call, Frank. Okay, we're going to take a break here because I said we're clearing some time for Jeff Van Drew. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll talk to Bill and EHT, and maybe we'll talk to you after the break, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. We're coming back after these words. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Death. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Bipartisan and legislators delivering for Atlantic County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. Uh, got a lot of calls and we'll try to get them all in before Jeff Van Drew. Bill and EHT. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, John. I, I have a quick thought following your show this morning and it seems to be focused around the elections. Um, I just uh, saw a report this morning, and, and I appreciate everything you say, and I'm on board with you about moving on. Uh, but it seems like every other day you're hearing something new that sparks you back up. This morning, and I hope Andy's listening because I think he would appreciate this, but this morning, uh, a Texas cybersecurity company owner, uh, James Ramsland Jr., 
completed a three-year survey where he found that 78% of the Dominion-counted votes went to Joe Biden, 46% uh, went to Joe Biden, tallied by all the other voting companies that are installed. And, of course, they're in a smaller number. Uh, but every time you try to go on, and I try to stay on board with what you're saying, because I agree with you, something like this hits the news with yeah. validity. Yeah. And um, uh, so I apologize if I haven't no. been completely on board. No, it's all I right. I respect you immensely. No, it's all right. And I think you're a smart guy. <laughs> but I thought a few listeners might want to look this uh, uh, guy up and uh, maybe get more information on this. Our, our election integrity is, I don't think we're confident that it's intact. In yeah, well, what did you say? 78%, then 46 I, I was. I, I think maybe you might have mixed up some. 78% of the Dominion tallied votes went to Joe Biden. Okay. 46% of all the other companies combined went to Joe Biden. Okay. Oh, so... Oh, so Rutherford's Dominion was a pretty heavy hitter for Joe Biden. Yeah, appears. yeah. And I, I think and they I got... I don't know why we don't have an... Oh, I don't know why we don't have an American-based company doing this uh, duty. Uh, it just seems absurd. Yeah. So therein lies the problem. The, the problem is Dominion. And, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. But it's just a thought for the day. I, I struggle not to call in sometimes, but I have uh, crazy thoughts, and uh, I don't think this one was so far out okay. there. Okay, well, no, it's all right. Glad you called in. Thanks for the call. Dan in Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome. Morning, John. There was a major congressional hearing, and uh, they talked about Dominion and uh, vote switching remotely and electronically. But the problem was that was done in 2016, and the people running the hearing were maybe Klobuchar, and oh. Kamala Harris. Oh, oh. So, and Hillary Clinton right on board, 2016, not 2020. And they were making the allegations. Oh, two so great names. Not, how come they're not pleading to anything? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the, the fact that Joe Biden got 81 million votes and outdrew Hillary Clinton's performance in 2016 in Detroit, in Atlanta, in uh, Philadelphia, anywhere you can imagine, here's a guy who never left the basement, outdraws a uh, a, a woman candidate in 2016. Isn't that reality? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's okay to question the vote because the it was uh, just to uh, tell your other caller the there was no water in the ceiling because the uh, it was one tear over it was behind a wall oh, and okay. it was a urinal and the, the plumbing they have the plumbing bill and the guy left at eight o'clock in the morning arrived at six ten. he left at eight twenty, and he left the bill <laughs> so and when they announced that the water main had busted they gave that to the news and everybody vacated took sweet as they used to say yeah and all of a sudden you never saw people move faster than those people did that day going after those ballots. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. They did move quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to me, there, to me, there's plenty of questions. The, the van in Detroit, the, uh, the people getting kicked out in Philadelphia, the uh, stuff put over the glass. Yeah. As far as the uh, cardboard and everything else, there's no, there's no good reason for that except for, you know, the obvious one. Yes. 
There's yeah. no the observers behind the thing because I don't know what that guy was trying to say. Once you put the cardboard up, you're you're complicit. Yeah, it, it just it, it makes you question it. But again, we got to move. There's another election coming up. We can't we can't keep talking. Yeah, you, you know you can question and you can talk about it. You know you know it's like you know bar talk. You know and. Well, that, well, your a, other caller was right. If the, if the state secretary of state, who has no authority, or the governor changes election laws in Pennsylvania all by themselves without the legislature, you basically went against the U.S. and your own constitution. Right, right. The legislature has to make the changes, the yes, time, the yes, means, they do. the place. Yes, they do. Yes, yes, they so, do. And, uh, so if you say there was no interference and there was nothing wrong, that's not true. Right you are. Dan, as always, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We're uh, coming up on another break. We'll, we'll take that now, and then we'll talk to Linda and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Again, Jeff Van Drew at 1130 here on Talk With a Purpose. And that's what it is, Talk With a Purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And remember, also heard on 1450 AM and online at WPGTalkRadio.com. I'm John DeMassey. We're coming back. More Talk With a Purpose after these words. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, times of clouds and sunshine, increasingly windy though, high 65. Partly cloudy, windy tonight, low dip at a 47. Windy tomorrow with periods of clouds and sunshine. Unsecured objects and holiday decorations can blow around, my friend, the high 61 to wrap the weekend. And then Monday, breezy in the morning, sunshine, high 63. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Back here on Talk with a Purpose, 609-407-1450. We are awaiting the arrival of Congressman Jeff Andrew, and he'll be on at 11.30 this morning here on the program. But for now, let's talk to Linda in AppSeek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome back. Well, what a hot show. Well, my husband, <laughs> you know, we want we want high taxes to go away. Yes. And my husband's been complaining about it for 40 years and will complain about it this year. And until it happens, we'll continue to play to, to, complain, to complain about it. And so, I mean, there are aspects of the 2020 election that involved high crimes and misdemeanors. Say, that doesn't go away, especially with conservatives. It has to be dealt with. Facts have to come to to that facts have to be found out. And, and, and so I take this back to your caller. I think he's from Ventnor. So yes, he yes. said, while making one point, he, may, he actually he may, he made a more important point. He said there's no proof. Well, naturally, there's been no, there, there's been no Mueller report. There's been no type of investigation like that. So he's right. There's been no proof. And that's why you're going to hear about it next election if we ever have one, the one after that, <laughs> because there's aspects of, that, of, of this that has to be dealt with. This doesn't go away. I know, Belinda, but I'm tired I of know. it. I, I'm just tired of it. Look, we have this upcoming election is important. It really is important. I mean, so when you're when you're tired of a toothache, what do you do? You go to the dentist and right. have a fix. Is that what you do? Yeah. Well, where's our dentist? We need a dentist. Yeah, that's true. And it and, and because it doesn't go away. So yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to me. And hello, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the call, Linda. <laughs> oh boy, this 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 won't go away. I mean, it just won't. Hey, Wendy, how are you? Okay. Oh, 609-407-1450. That's our number here. A couple minutes away from Jeff Van Drew. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the congressman is coming on, and after all of this, it's anticlimactic. But no, we're just, just kidding. I mean, <laughs> oh, this is never going to end. This 2020 election was stolen. Oh, Wendy in Summers Point, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Thank you. Hello. Yes. Hi, Wendy. Turn your radio down. I can hear it in the background. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So sorry. So we are moving on to the next subject, and one of your favorite subjects is Lexus. <laughs> yes. Hey, there we go. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So I have been dri driving my um, new Lexus hybrid SUV for a month and a half now. Um, my husband wants to drive it more often. I'm like, no, no, you have your own new car. <laughs> but I wanted you to know, I purchased this at the Cherry Hill Lexus location. Yeah, that's the same same ownership. It's the same owner, yeah. right? Yeah. But I was actually invited to a new owner party, which they served hors d'oeuvres, refreshments, and they separated you to do a little tour of their showroom and then their uh, back area where you get service. And I thought, oh, that was pretty awesome to offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, so, you're a VIP now. Yeah, you're, I am you're, part you're, of the Lexus family you, VIP. You, like me, you know, you're just a like VIP. You. Yeah, that's right. Come on. It was, this, this, is, this is where the happening people are, right here. <laughs> that's right. So I just wanted you to... No. <laughs> uh, well, well, I'm glad, and, and I'm glad you listened. Yes, And I took did. my advice. Yes. 
I and, did. And now I I really wouldn't let my husband drive it. I I just I don't I don't. It's your car. Does he let you drive his car? Well, I do, but I don't like it because it has push button. Oh, okay. Now, see, uh, come on. No, no. You you tell him to stay in his lane. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call, Wendy. <laughs> stay in your lane, sir. All right. 609-407-1450. Uh, we are awaiting Jeff Van Drew. And uh, what did I what did I want to say that I didn't say today? <laughs> uh, do you want to know why the U.S. is 34 trillion in debt? Okay, 34 trillion. And you've heard Joe Yakovich say this just about every time he's on the show, and he'll be on next week. Did you see where the U.S. is not trying to collect 62 billion? I said 62 billion in past due loans. Now, you're wondering why this happened? Well, because... Remember the pandemic and they shut the economy and then they gave out money like candy, which I never thought made sense. They never should have shut down the economy, closing the casinos for what, three, four months, whatever it was. So the rationale is the money was, you know, from pandemic loans that were made to small businesses, their rationale is that it would cost more to pursue the collection of the loans than the loans themselves. And much of this, if you remember, was fraud. Which begs the question, again, should we have shut down the economy in the first place and then given out money like candy to support the businesses? Or were they shut down because the government did so? It was, you know, th this vicious circle. So now we're paying for the shutdown or the government's paying. Oh, that's our tax money. $62 billion. $62 billion. I mean, if you were owed that kind of money, would you, wouldn't you not go after it? So, you know, that's why the government is in debt. $34 trillion. Trillion. Because of stuff like this. I mean, how many of these things? We give out money here. Uh, Ukraine's getting money, and, of course, Israel will get money. Uh, that, that's, you know, that's one other thing. That's a, that's a whole other discussion. But this thing here, and I remember, you know, I mean, businesses got all kinds of, uh, and they're still, I mean, people are soliciting me and, and, and other people in business. Oh, you're going to get a, a loan for now, still after the pandemic, three years later? So that's why the government is in debt. Because, uh, you know, somebody said something. One of the callers said earlier, it's easy to spend somebody else's money. You know, whenever, whenever, uh, when I used to call on various businesses, 
whenever I would call on them, you could always tell the ones that were just like managers or, or something like that. It wasn't their money. But when you talk to an owner of a business, then you really got the story. You know, he's not going to spend his own money that he worked hard for before he looks into everything. But <laughs> then then another guy is a manager. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll spend that. We'll sponsor that. <laughs> it's very easy to spend someone else's money. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We will, uh, we we could probably take a call or two before Jeff Van Drew comes on at 609-407-1450, but we are scheduled to have uh, Jeff Van Drew on. And uh, we we did hear from his uh, his staff that he is good to go because they were going to have a caucus today to settle this speaker issue. Uh, and as we know, that's a hot topic, but they're not going to have a caucus now, so... Who knows when they will pick a speaker? But we'll we'll find out. We'll ask Congressman Van Du for that as well. 609-407-1450. Do we have any breaks left, Chris? No? no? We don't have any breaks? <laughs> we can make one. Okay. We'll take a break here real quick. Just just a, a, a quick break. And then, oh, 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 time out. Time out. Here he is. No, keep doing your oh, keep, keep, keep doing this? We're, this is called radio on the fly. <laughs> Okay. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Who do we have, Chris? Talk to Jeff. <laughs> Mike, where are you from? Oh, it's, it's, you it, see, see, this is Radio 101. A congressman's supposed to call, maybe his clock says 1129. We don't know. Mike and AC. Mike, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. How you doing? Uh, listen, when the congressman comes on, can you ask him this question? Yes. Biden is asking for billions of billions of dollars, uh, basically to protect the borders uh, of Ukraine and Israel. Why does Congress not tie to that? If he wants that money, he has to state that he will okay, shut sure. our border down and close our border, protect us here. At home. Okay. We, we will ask him that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's something that I, I, I believe a lot of American people are really concerned with because we have no idea how many terrorists or people who want to do ill to this country are, are coming through that border, who's already gotten through that border with the million and a half uh, gotaways. I mean, you're, we're going to have, I don't doubt it, within the next year or so, we're going to have a terrible, terrible terrorist act committed here in this country. And you're going to find out that these people came through that open border. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I mean, I think about that every day. You I mean, they're, they're letting anybody in. So anybody could be, who knows, you know? That's, you could possibly have a small 
military of terrorists already here in this country. Yeah. Setting up shop here, getting ready to do just what the hell they did in Israel. And this moron of a president just does not care. He lets them keep coming through that border by the thousands every day. So if he wants all these billions of dollars, he's got to promise that he'll shut our border down or he's not getting anything approved by Congress. And I don't know why Congress themselves haven't, haven't thought of that or brought this up to it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Mike, thanks a lot for the call. We'll take a real quick break here. And uh, hopefully the congressman will be on in a, in a moment. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450, our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. And remember, if you want to listen to any of our shows at any time, you just Google John DeMassey Podcasts. And I did it myself a couple of weeks ago, 190-something shows. (laughs) I can't believe that I've done that many shows. We are now in our ninth year here on the program. I, I can't believe it. Time flies when you're having fun. 609-407-1450 is the number here in the studio. 609-407-1450. That's, uh, that's our number here. And I think we, uh, we have Congressman Van Drew uh, just about calling in right now. And we are welcoming in Congressman Jeff Van Drew to the program. Congressman, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Always good to be with you, John. Thank you, Congressman. Uh, listen, you're running for speaker or what? I'll tell you one thing I am not doing, and that's running for speaker. Well, uh, I have strong feelings on issues. Not that a speaker can't, but I speak my mind. I'm similar to Jim Jordan in that way. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to fly around the country raising money, um, you know, at every corner of the country. And, you know, to be very frank, kissing wealthy people's backsides to do so. Um, it's just something, it's not in the cards for me. It's not what I want to do. It's a very internal game, and I like being with just constituents more than that and, and people. So 
that's not for me, but there's, you know, a number of good people who can do it now. Um, and we've got to move. We've gone through one, two, three speaker candidates at this point, and we've got to get on the stick. And I'm going to tell you why, John. We're at very critical time in the nation's history. Oh, I agree. And there, there are two paths we can take. The Democrat path, which is more borrowing, which has been higher interest rates, which has been increased inflation, which has been, honestly, a corrupt FBI at the top level, not the people who work there, uh, corrupt Department of Justice. We have a Secretary of State who's been involved in questioning things. Um, we, we don't need to have open borders, for God's sake. We can't have open borders. We don't need to demean, defund, diminish our police. We don't need to interfere with our children's education and their relationship with their parents in the early grades. Uh, all of this. We don't need to see our cities decay. We don't need to see the loss of the rule of law. Um, so that's one direction. It's a socialist, destructive direction that the Democratic Party, unfortunately, these aren't the Democrats of your parents or grandparents, are now taking. I agree. Or we have a direction in which we can keep our nation, uh, we can keep our republic. And that's the direction I choose. And it is the direction that the Republican Party chooses. So we have a responsibility more than almost any time in history. And if we don't do the right thing over finding a speaker, it's going to hurt us. Um, you know, John, they, they asked me in caucus. I've been speaking in caucus a lot lately because these issues are so grave. They say, well, what's the difference between the Republican caucus in Washington and the Democratic caucus? They said they have an end game. They range from traditional liberal to extreme liberal to socialist and anti-American, and they want to change the very fabric of this great nation. I agree. We want to keep the republic. So shame on us if we can't do this. You know, uh, I asked you that question because a listener called this morning and said, I think Jeff Van Drew should run for speaker. So, But I, I kind of knew what the answer would be. But uh, I want to ask you another question. Okay. Are you are you going to run for the Senate? Something I'm seriously considering, but right now I am totally focused on trying to help good people uh, get in that are going to represent Republican values. As Speaker, I mean, I have only been home. I'm home today, and I'm going back tomorrow. I got in late last night. Uh, the bottom line is I've only been home a couple days in the last month, haven't seen my family, my wife, except for a few hours at a time. Uh, but I am where I need to be in D.C. right now. Uh, so I'm focused on that. When dust clears on this, I am going to seriously consider United States Senate. It's been over 50 years in this state. But I think people are tired of all that's going on. They're tired of what's being done to their education system, the crazy spending and all the issues that I've spoken about, uh, the lack of the rule of law and order. Um, look what's going on in our cities. Again, uh, it's just not good. So I think, you know, at high property taxes, by the way, yeah, um, I think people want to turn this around, and that includes traditional Democrats and moderates. Um, so it is a time. I think it's a unique time with all that Senator Menendez has allegedly been involved in with gold bars stuffed in pockets and in his home and hundreds of thousands of dollars and 
now the issue comes up with the car accident and his wife that was killed somebody and was swept under the rug. Allegedly, these are all issues. And I think that, you know, I think people are really starting to think twice. And I think history could be made. Yes. But I'm going to seriously consider it, make a decision what I believe is best, not for me only, but truly for the constituents, not only of South Jersey, but for the state of New Jersey. So we will see. We haven't had a Republican senator in quite a while, right? Over half a century. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about time. Absolutely. Um, about time. I know you're against the uh, offshore wind projects, but uh, tell us about your uh, press release, which you applauded Rhode Island and how they dealt with this problem. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, they gave up on it. I mean, they basically went through the same process we are, starting to watch them fail around them in New England, watching them fail in locations all throughout the world, actually. The, the increase in utility rates, what it does to the fishing industry, to the tourism industry, to national security. Uh, and, and, you know, there, there's just nothing good about it. Uh, you know, I, I met somebody the other day from New Jersey, and they were from North Jersey, and they said, gee, how does this really affect me? I'm not that. I said, well, you know, if you're not worried about the whales, not worried about your utility prices. And they said, wait a minute, utility prices? I said, oh, yeah. It's not going to just be in Ocean, Atlantic, Monmouth, Cape May County, uh, that you're going to have increase in utility costs. It's the whole state, the whole area, the whole East Coast. So what Rhode Island saw um, is what we are seeing and went through the same process with lawsuits, with slowing them down, not allowing it. At least their government, their state government, came to their senses and said, ah, I don't know that we want to do this. The problem here is we have a governor that is connected to at the hip with these companies yes. and believe that yes. this yes. must be done regardless of how many billions of dollars it costs, how inefficient and harmful it is. He's just hell-bent along with our president on doing it. So we're doing a lot of stuff. We've got up to seven lawsuits now. I'm proud of the county of Cape May. They're going to federal court. We've got people with means that are joining together to save our oceans. We've got people, just average folks, and by the way, if anybody's interested and they want signs, I'm sure, hopefully, you've seen my signs up. You know, oh, I've, I've seen plenty signs. of them. Yep. I've seen, yep. I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just let your listeners know if they want them to call my political office uh, and they can certainly get them uh, because we want them. We want to make people aware because, you know, some most folks are aware now. When we started this, almost nobody was aware. But now people realize what it's going to mean oh, yeah. to destroy the way of life. Oh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, uh, Congressman, I'll give out your office number. It is 609-625-5008. That's Congressman Van Drew, 609-625-5008. Uh, somebody wants to talk to you. We have Bob and Kate May. Wait, Bob? Wait one second. Okay. One, one, before we go. That is a great number if you have any congressional, legislative issues, government issues. But for this, because this is political, the number is, if you're interested in these signs, okay. 732-233-9539. And you ask for Ron, who's my campaign manager, political director. Um, and you will make sure that you can either pick them up or get them to you. Uh, those are for folks that want to make sure that they're heard 
and that these people who want to put these wind turbines in know that good average people do not want them. Okay, uh, I'll give that out again, uh, Congressman. 732-233-9539. Ask for Ron. And, uh, you got it. He, okay, we got that, and we'll give that out again. Uh, let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, you're on with Congressman Van Drew. Hi, Jeff. Uh, hi, hi, John. Hey, uh, John, you beat me to the punch. I, I absolutely, uh, I, I listened to Jeff's statement after Bobby Menendez was indicted. And appears uh, to me, Jeff, I, th- I think you're going to run. And, and I've been one of your longtime donors. I'm all in for a Jeff Van Root candidacy. You know, I've, I've got mixed feelings because our district, uh, I couldn't think of a better congressman for our district. Uh, but I want to get to your question there, a question here, Jeff. Uh, Matt Gates, I wasn't, I've always been a Matt Gates admirer and supporter, but I wasn't very happy with what he did and how the Kevin McCarthy situation was handled. But I do have to say this now. The way Jim Jor- Jordan's vote was handled, too, this last week, uh, was a real problem for me, and the problem that I have is is with the moderate, the moderates who voted against Jim Jordan. Uh, it was time to elect the speaker. Jim Jordan proved he was loyal. He was loyal to Kevin McCarthy, even though a lot of us hard conservatives didn't think McCarthy was, you know, really. <laughs> He wasn't really our first choice, but Jim Jordan was absolutely loyal to Kevin McCarthy. And when it came time for the moderate wing of the party to return a favor, it was a stab in the back. And it happens often. It, as, a, as, a, as a hardcore conservative, Jeff, I can tell you, I felt this stab in the back many times. So, you know, I was very disappointed with that. So... You know, I really hope... Go ahead. Let me just answer that for a second here. So I I absolutely know how you feel. Here's what happened. So in all honesty, I like Matt politically. As you know, I'm very conservative as well. Um, And, you know, I'll be very frank. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was not my first choice. But like Jim Jordan, he was there. He was the candidate. And having one person use that right to vacate and only a few votes actually caused the vacation of the office um, was a bad thing. And that made the other side of the party, which is the more liberal, moderate, if you want to call it, whatever side, so angry it was done. They said, well, now we're going to punish the choice of the Freedom Caucus because they punished us. Kevin McCarthy should have been able, again, not my first, Jim Jordan is my man, he's my friend, he's a good friend, I support him politically, I work hard with him, as you know, on the Judiciary Committee, uh, we are of the same mind. However, just like Jim Jordan did, I did, because we knew, and Jim and I spoke about it, what this was going to mean to the caucus. It throws you into complete disarray. If Matt had a plan, working with the moderates, to put somebody else in that was more conservative, that it would have been great, but he didn't. So this is what happens. It's about the anger and personality, and that doesn't belong in this. We have the hand, hand our hands is the future of the republic. So the issue we got now is uh, because of this anger, we have 10 people at least who are going to run for speaker. Half of them are good friends of mine. So this is going to be a real issue. 
but we're going to have to go through a process where one by one by one by one, they're eliminated. Now, as far as what happened in caucus, <clears throat> just so you know, what Matt's talking about when you hear him about the stab in the back, we went through three runs, and each run with Jim, I have obviously supported him each and every time, and if he ran again, I would support him, and I told him he should run again if he wanted to, but his decision was in caucus, and he wanted it done in a secret ballot, which is how usually it is done in caucus, not on the floor, but in caucus, a secret ballot, and to determine if he should go on or not. And the majority of caucus, not only the moderates, said he should not continue forward because it would just hurt the conservative cause much. I wasn't one of them. I voted for him to continue. But the majority said that. Jim was very gracious and said, I thought I would bring everybody together. I thought I could be the person that would do that. But obviously, I cannot. And we need to move forward. We need a speaker. And I'm going to continue to work hard in judiciary. I don't want Mark, Matt Gates to tear the party apart anymore. We have to stop this because we have a very razor-thin majority. We need a solid conservative. And let me say this. I know I've talked a long time. But with McCarthy... If he went astray, we had enough of us conservatives, we would pull him back and say, you don't have the votes. Don't do this. Don't do that. Um, there are some people that just like complete turmoil and disorganization. That is not productive for us. No, no, I don't think so either. No, it is not. <clears throat> uh, what do you think? Do you think that the uh, Bob, thanks for the call, by the way. What do you think? Uh, is this going to be resolved soon or what? I hope so. Uh, my hope for real and my push is next week. The, the schedule is as follows. Um, by tomorrow, Sunday, at lunchtime, everybody who is interested should have their name in. Then they will go through a process. We will be meeting and organizing and debating on Monday evening so these gentlemen and ladies can get their act together and be prepared to present their their story and what they want to do. And then we will begin the voting process. And the hope and ideal is that on Tuesday we can vote. I am just so hopeful that everybody is thinking about the greater good. And I'm going to say this too. The worst Republican is still better than the best Democrat in that, this case. I agree. For the elected people. Now there's good Democrats, constituents, good people. But again, more and more. You know, we've got thousands of people in our district that are changing from Democrat to Republican um, because of what's going on in the Democratic Party. It has left us. It is not the party of John F. Kennedy. It no. is not the party of our parents and grandparents. And that's the shame of it. So we must. It's incumbent upon us to get our act together. And I second that, believe me. And I've said that many times here on the show. Uh, want to talk about you voted no on the proposed debt ceiling. Why? I, I, I felt, because I am a conservative, we have fiscal issues. And I know those seem far removed from people. And it's hard to get people to have a gut feeling about our debt and what we're doing. But this also is not like our parents or grandparents or even our debt in earlier years. We have never spent like this. Let, let me tell you, from the 22... To the 23 FYI budget, our increase in appropriations and expenditures 
was 30%, 29.8% to be accurate. You can't do that, John. We're going to collapse. Our monetary system is going to collapse. It encourages inflation. It encourages high interest rates. And, you know, we're giving money around all around the world. Now, Israel, we should. But we've given, if the president gets what he wants in this supplemental appropriation, at that point, if he gets what he wants this year, we have given Ukraine more money in one year than we've given Israel in 80 years since its inception. It is insane. And as far as the debt ceiling, it was an attempt to try to do better. But frankly, there are waivers in it so they could go above the debt ceiling anyhow. And the agencies can do that. And I'm telling you, they're going to do it. It wasn't good enough for me. And there was a group of us. And I don't remember the number. I think it was I think it was about 90. Maybe it was less. But every Democrat voted for it. And I guess about one half to two thirds of the Republicans didn't. But I know what this is going to mean. I mean, we've got to keep our Social Security intact. We have to keep our Medicare intact. That is a golden bond and handshake that we have with the senior citizens of this country. And to think that we're spending money on drag queen ambassadors, transgender studies around the world, wokeifying the military, it makes me sick. And I'm not, we, and we're stripping that stuff out. That's one thing we're in agreement. I don't want that to happen anymore so i had to stand for what i believed in that i'm standing for south jersey man you know i know the people in south jersey they break their back working every day they're working two jobs three jobs working a lot more than eight hours a day damn it let's think about them yeah um what are your plans uh, for the economy in south jersey moving forward well our plans are that we've got to get this debt under control so my plans are, as we look at possibly another continuing resolution, which means that you're just going to go along for another month, 45 days, two months, whatever the case may be that's worked out. But if we're going to do that, I want in that continuing resolution, and this is very minimal. God, I'm not asking for a lot. At least, at least a 1% cut. No more increase in expenditures. And I'd really like to see in there uh, fiscally if we're going to do that. That we're gonna, ha- if you're gonna vote for that CR, you should have to vote to button up the border. And what does that mean? That means more border patrol. That means more drones, more technology. It means closing the borders for real, finishing the wall, making sure that we reinstate the remain in Mexico policy, reinstate immediate expediting of people back if they do get across do where they belong to their home country. I mean, you know, big deal. They tried to make a big deal about it because the administration knows it's in trouble. They send 120 Venezuelans back. 120. We've admitted thousands of them. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to the Inspector General for Homeland Security last week. I had a meeting with him. He came to my office. He told me that they're checking all the addresses that people are giving where they're going to be. They're empty storefronts. They're non-existent locations. They're movie theaters and, and restaurants Jeez. and supermarkets where nobody lives. We don't even know who the hell we have in this country. Yeah, yeah. Congressman... And you uh, know what, John? Not to monopolize, by the way. We should not be taking in Palestinian refugees. That's right. Period. That's right. Congressman, we know your time's valuable. We thank you for uh, carving out uh, at least a half hour for us here on the program. We'll give out those numbers again. Good luck in the election. We'll vote for you. 
Van Drew for Congress, who else would you vote for? Thank you. <laughs> okay. And you know what? Uh, just for your listener, Bob, I appreciate him and I appreciate his kind words. He, he got me on a roll because I really yeah. <laughs> feel strongly about these subjects. John, you take care. You too. Good work. S- s- see Bye-bye. you soon. We'll see you. Congressman Van Drew, and again, those numbers, if you want those signs, stop the wind turbines, 732-233-9539, ask for Ron. And Congressman Van Drew's office is at 1001 Tilton Road in Northfield. And if you uh, want to call him for any uh, issues, legislative or whatever, 609 625 5008 609 625 5008. That's the number for the office of Congressman Van Drew. That will put the wraps on another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Thanks to Congressman Van Drew for coming on the show. We certainly do appreciate it. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, for for doing his usual outstanding job. And of course, thanks to you, the listeners to this show, because without you, you know we don't have a show. I'm John DeMassey. Always a pleasure to have you with us. Talk to you next week. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by...